This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, news time. Let's get serious here. Yes. It's uh, Friday, August 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Yeah, it's actually actually a terrible story when I saw the headline. Uh, an 11-month-old girl is expected to survive, thank- thankfully, after an apparent accidental shooting in Chester, police said. It happened at 730 in the 400 block of Frank Young Avenue. The city of Chester Police Department was called to the home for a report of a child shooting victim. Once at the scene, the officers found the home was vacant and learned that the victim had been been taken to Crozier Chester Medical Center by a private vehicle. When officers arrived at the hospital, they were able to locate the child's mother and other family and friends. Uh, the victim, which was 11-month-old girl, she was shot in the head. 6ABC reported an older child in the home told investigators that a gun fell from a table and went off, striking the baby. Police say the 11-month-old was treated at Cho- uh, Crozier, Crozier Chester uh, and then transported to DuPont Hospital for Children for further medical treatment. She is listed in fair condition and is expected to survive. Police say a police preliminary investigation appears that the shooting is going to be ruled accidental. However, the investigation is still ongoing at this time. At least three tornadoes touched down Wednesday into Thursday as the remnants of tropical depression Fred moved through the Delaware Valley. Officials with the National Weather Service said an EF1 tornado with winds up to 95 miles per hour touched down in Tilden Township, Berks County at 9 p.m. on Wednesday. A storm survey team also confirmed an EF1 tornado occurred in Souderton, Montgomery County to mm. Silverdale, Percocy, Bucks County at about 12.30 a.m. on Thursday. An EF1 tornado has winds up to 110 miles per hour. Wow. Crazy that it yeah. hit right here. In Morris County, New Jersey, an EF1 tornado touched down at 2.30 a.m. Thursday. Further details on the damage are expected to be released today. In Montgomery County, there were several reports of downed trees and wires along the damaged homes in the Souderton area. Siding was ripped off of numerous homes and debris scattered across the yard. Small shed uh, sheds could be seen flipped on their side. The worst of the damage was in a Hidden Springs neighborhood hood. Uh, one homeowner said it sounded like a freight train coming through and there were chairs and even a trampoline found in trees. I wonder if the ability to um, with with the different pieces of weather equipment that they have has made it seem, in other words my general point is I get my brain working mm-hmm. over the years have we actually had these tornadoes and not been able to identify them. Yeah, I um, wonder. Um, Rochelle had sent me a, uh, um, a posting, the place where we get our, our turkeys from for Thanksgiving, uh, like a, a tree caved in their house, oh, wow. oh, the Bolton Farm Market. Uh, oh. so yeah, so it was, it, it was wreaking havoc, and that's in that area. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So it was wreaking havoc around there. Uh, power crews from PPL restored service to those who lost electricity. Toys R Us is making another comeback. Yay! Yeah, and this mm-hmm. time they're doing it with the help from Macy's. WHP mm. Global, which acquired a controlling stake in the beloved toy retailer in March, has partnered with Macy's to bring Toys R Us shops into the department store's brick and mortar and online locations. The deal between the two retailers comes seven months after Toys R Us uh, shuttered the two locations it had in New Jersey and Texas due to the coronavirus pandemic. Both locations had been opened in late 2019 and were the only Toys R Us stores in the country following the company's Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing in 2019.
2017, and it's U.S. and British stores closing closing in 2018. So, so I know you obviously can get anything you want on Amazon and online and so on and so forth, but do you remember the joy Oh my God! Yeah, as a kid to go into a yep. full oh, yes. toy area or a toy store, it was um, that. It was at least an hour of playtime. Yes, I mean you would you would play with the toys while you were there <laughs> well, and fantasize about which well, ones you might be able to take home with you. And you can get anything on Amazon and you know at other yeah. stores like Target and Walmart now. But it was when just no walking in there. Like if you were looking for something specific, okay, right. fine, you can check online. But like we would walk through there. And find things and be like, okay, like this, we, we didn't see this anywhere else. Wow. There were other other toys so is, there. Is that experience sellable? Is the the joy of going into the store? Is the joy of browsing? Like, I think that's where the business model has to come back. Is like, yes. yeah, I this, think it yes. is this it concept is. of like, let's go to this store and see what these the joy that these toys can bring us. And I don't know because you know, with the age of my kids, by the time our youngest came around, the trips to the uh, to the toy store kind of phased out. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, we right. didn't yeah. really do it anymore, and we really didn't miss it to be to tell you the truth now me sentimentally mm-hmm. i think back what a travesty i mean you know right. going yeah. to, like you were just right. saying right. Right. going yeah. to the yeah. tour story what an, an, an adventure uh-huh. but we we really started to move away from that and i don't know my kids i think like it or not or miss it. i don't know what it's nick a, is saying though and that's i think that's they've been talking about that how do they take that experience mm-hmm. because here's the perfect storm when you were a kid Birthday money mm-hmm. and going to the yeah. toy store. Yeah, it's like yeah, and you know, Preston, you spend hours. What am I going to get? Yeah, and, well, and, and, and it is hard to capture that again. And you know, I'll wonder how big these these will be because some of the other stores like Target, mm. even though there is a large toy section, the toys are still limited. You know, so like yeah, get, like you, st- I'm just thinking of getting the money. We just had Jace's birthday and he right, got some right. money. And like sometimes we go to Target and there, he's like. There's not really anything. And then we end up in the video game section. And, right. you know, they have that. Obviously, we can always buy that. But, I, you know, Macy's is, they've been having troubles, too. So this might yeah. be able yeah. to bring both of them back. Right. I uh, There used to be a place called Kitty City. Yeah. And uh, so so you guys didn't have down. Kitty City. No. no. But yeah. I remember you telling me about this. I remember the name. And when I was old enough to go there by myself with my friends, it was, like, the best. So being in a toy store without parents was like awesome because Steve they had like big wheels full on big wheels put right. together and we would just oh, yeah, get ride on through those the store, yes. and ride through the yes. store on the big wheels I think of uh, the movie Big with Tom Hanks when, when, he, when he goes to FAO Schwartz and he's playing laser tag with sure. another kid yeah. throughout the store <laughs> yeah. that's you did that you would, would a salesman come over and say what's it going to take to put you in this <laughs> <laughs> wait turn that frown upside down was that Kitty City or was that oh, that was Toys R Us that was Toys R Us yeah 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 um, but, yeah, we used to, like, once we were, you know, had a little bit of independence, we would get on our bikes. Kitty City, Strawbridge is <laughs> going there with, like, without parents was... We used to play, like, um, hide-and-go-seek tag. Sure. It, yeah. <laughs> I, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> and to your point, Preston, it meant so much. I'd love to see... The opportunity in some version for kids to see what that's about. You know, yes. it, it meant a lot to us. Well, so through the Macy's partnership, Toys R Us will be making a return in more than 400 Macy's stores in 2022. The iconic toy store has also gotten a designated e-commerce section on Macy's.com that customers can access now, in addition to Toys R Us.com. Uh, and when Toys R Us makes its appearance inside the Macy's stores, customers can expect a shop and shop experience that has sectioned toy aisles, interactive activities, and unique <laughs> Toys R Us branding, including including its mascot, Jeffrey the Giraffe. You know, it was a, a common refrain for my parents when uh, <laughs> we would go to a department store was eventually on the intercom, you would hear, 
We have a lost little boy who's here <laughs> in front. Yeah. We have a lost little boy. You were a wanderer. Oh, yeah, yeah man. Big time. <laughs> I love the story where you just pulled up to your parents' house on, a motorcycle. on the back of a motorcycle. <laughs> Dude, I was in, like, first grade. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully this will work because uh, it would be nice to see Toys R Us. It would. Back. It yeah. would. All right, let's do sports this morning. The Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Philadelphia Phillies right. 6-2 yesterday to complete a three-game series sweep. What the f- is this? After beating the then-first-place Mets to take a two-game lead in the division on August 8th, the Phillies have lost seven of nine to fall four games f- behind Atlanta in the standings. In that streak, the Phillies have been held to two runs or fewer in seven of the games. They're on the road again this weekend as they open up a series in San Diego tonight against the Padres. Matt Moore gets the start. Game time is scheduled for 10-10. In preseason football, Cam Newton passed for 103 yards and a touchdown. Mac Jones threw for 146 yards. And the New England, New England Patriots shut out the Eagles 35-0 last night at the link. The Eagles played without starter Jalen Hurts, a late scratch because of unspecified illness. But the Eagles said it was not COVID-19 related. Hurts seemed to be fine when he danced on the field during warm-ups, but he went to the hospital because of abdominal pain. Uh, he was later discharged. And that's what I have for you this morning. I thank you very much, Kathy. It's Friday morning, so we're ready to wrap up the week. We can give away the Word of the Week prize. We have a $350 gift card for Bob Dodge's Red Sparrow Tattoo and Gallery or the new Runic Tattoos. So we'll do that at the end of the show. Uh, we do have a, a group of guests that are going to be on the program. So there's a movie called Max Harwood uh, that will... No, it's called... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not called... It's called... <laughs> Everybody's talking about Jamie. We're going to have the cast members, Max Harwood <laughs> and Lauren Patel and also the director of the film, Jonathan Butterell, on the program. And it is going to launch on Amazon Prime in September. Uh, and it's about a it's it's a musical. It's about a young man who wants to be a drag queen. His his desire to do it, and it looks like a lot of fun. I love so. This is it's almost its its own genre, like some right. northern English town where you know. And and there there are a lot of musicals like this, and I'm always a sucker for them. Yeah. You know. Uh, so we'll talk to those guys a little bit later on this morning. We also have uh, coming by a meet and eat uh, the Angelo Pizza. Stopping by, and I'm looking at the list of pizzas they have. Yeah, we're going to be well taken care of today. Uh, so they have uh, they have a bunch of different ones. Steve, they have one called the the Philly. It's a vegan tomato pie, but there's one called the Charlie Bananas. <laughs> the Charlie Bananas, banana peppers and sharp provolone. Oh. Oh. There's a bunch okay. of other good, really tasty sounding ones on here. So we'll do some giveaways with them. And in fact, we have, we're loaded with stuff to give away. I believe we have a contest on the agenda for today. Nice. So, uh, we will get to all of that good stuff in good time. Let's take a break. Come back in a second and uh, I'll roll out the celebrity stories and we'll have a stupid question, give some stuff away and begin our Friday morning. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, programming note. Uh, Kitty City's slogan was turn that frown upside down. That's, right. that's what it I was, thought. because It was I rem- not kids or us. I remember the kangaroo jumping on the smile. Yes. Okay, yep, and that's it. We're looking at the, you, if you want to see the commercial, it's on YouTube, uh, clearly, and it's very 1980s. It's very awesome. want to check that out. I love that. Uh, and Toys R Us was... Um, Toys R Us kid, right? Uh, one, I want you Toys R Us kid. Yeah. What was it where a kid more can be a kid? Where a kid can be a kid. Yeah. What Ooh, was that one? That I don't know offhand. I remember that slogan. Neverland Rain. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> where you lose your childhood in one weekend. Yeah. <laughs> a lifetime of memories. They can only be accessed through therapy. Wow. Okay. We're going to ask a stupid... It didn't catch on. <laughs> no, no. Apparently it didn't. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. kid can be a kid. Well done. Thank you, Connor. Appreciate that. <clears throat> All right, so a stupid question this morning. A four-pack of tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. And the question that I have for you has to do with Monopoly. On a standard Monopoly board, what are the two least expensive properties? 215-263-WMMR. That's our favorite game. <laughs> On a standard Monopoly board, what are the two least expensive properties? And while we're waiting for your answer, we'll mention the birthdays being celebrated today, Friday, August 20th. Joan Allen, the actress. Uh, movies like uh, Pleasantville, yeah. uh, Born Identity Films. Uh, she is 65 today. Uh, the very lovely Amy Adams has a birthday um, Julie, Julia, catch me if you can. <laughs> Batman v Superman. Julie yeah. Jerkov. <laughs> uh, Enchanted was the first thing I remember seeing her in. Uh, she is forty-seven today. Former Hooters girl. Bye. Yes. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. She's really good. Yep. Uh, Connie Chung, uh, the newscaster journalist, married to Maury Povich. Uh, and she turns 75 years old today. You know, used to have a major crush on her was Letterman. Oh, yeah. Letterman was nuts for Connie Chung. He would mention her all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. I had a little crush on her, too, when she uh, first got on the scene. So, 75 today. Happy birthday. Uh, and a big one in the world of rock. It's Robert Plant's Whoa. birthday today. Nice. That is correct. Yep. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move. Casey does a cover of this song. Oh, yeah. Uh, he posted a video a few months ago of him uh, singing this song and playing it on guitar. It was outstanding, Casey. Yeah, it was, um, it's a little out of my register. Right, um, right. But really, I was and just... tempo. It, it, it down yeah, and, yeah, but um, I was really proud. I had worked really hard on the guitar in between the lyrics right. in uh, the beginning of the I, song. So. I had to look at the video because I thought for a second it was Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were like, wait a second. <laughs> did, he, did he superimpose somebody else's hands on that guitar? No, that yeah. was that was actually me playing. Check so. Casey's socials if you if you want to see <laughs> that. Instagram. But Robert Plant, one of the uh, one of the greats, one of the great front men of all time, and uh, he turned seventy three today. Has he softened a little bit on? Um, well, it's weird because he doesn't like some of his earlier solo stuff, which I love. I agree, and he, um, you know, he's always he's been a little not- reticent about. Zeppelin. I think he's one of those. Um, he doesn't like to, to dwell in the past. Right. He's, he's kind of he but did we it. Like the past. I know, but but he's he has the 
Uh, he has the luxury of being able yeah. to do other things if he wants to. It's so true. he doesn't have to do that. But, um, yeah, I think he's, I, I, I don't think he's really softened on it, Steve. So that's where he is. He's 73 today. It's also Al Roker's birthday today. We've talked to Al many times over the years. <laughs> yep, that's him. Uh, he is 67. Uh, James Marsters, who was in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer family, yes. Angel's Spike. He was great. Uh, he is uh, 59 today. He's also in that remake that they did of um, uh, House on Haunted Hill. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Quinn Buckner, sportscaster and 1976 men's basketball Olympic gold medalist. I'm wearing his shirt. He's 67 <laughs> yeah. today. I wasn't familiar with him. I thought maybe Casey or Nick yeah. might be. I don't no. know. But he's one of the greats. Uh, Andrew Garfield. Oh. Amazing Spider-Man movies, which, you know. They weren't They weren't horrible. They just. They were um, just done and redone. Yeah, exactly. You know, we'd, we'd, <laughs> yeah. we already got it. They weren't we necessary it. when they came out. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, and then the last birthday, Demi Lovato, uh, the singer and actress. I'm a fan. Glee. I, yeah. Glee? She was in Glee? It was, apparently she was on Glee as, did, as an actress. But. They didn't put Camp Rock in Camp Rock 2 in there? Oh, no, they did not. I'm sorry. They're more sure. Gleeks than Camp Rockians. What's your favorite Demi Lovato song, Casey? Uh, maybe Skyscraper. Yeah. Uh, but there was a, there's a song that she does in <laughs> Camp Rock uh, with one of the Jonas Brothers. I get them all mixed up. That, Sing it. Uh, I, oh, I, I can't. Sing it, Louise. I don't, I don't Sing know. Sing it. I, no, I can't. Because um, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a duet. And it's really, really pretty. Listen, Disney does a really good job with those yeah. musical m- movies, and they write great songs, and, mm-hmm. and they're catchy. But, um, but I can't. I don't know. I can't sing it. Okay, Demi Lovato is twenty nine years old today. By the way, all right. We'll see if you know the answer to this question on the Standard Monopoly board. What are the two least expensive uh, properties? And I will go to Todd. See if he knows the answer. Yo, Todd. Good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Todd, the two least expensive properties on the Monopoly board are? Baltic and Mediterranean. Correct. Hang on a second, Todd. He'll set you up, my man, a four-pack of tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Open weekends August 21st through October 31st. And if you want tickets or other information, you can visit parenfair.com. Did I hear correctly that newer versions of Monopoly are going to include cryptocurrency elements? I wouldn't doubt it. Listen, yeah. they have um, over the years. There are several different right, versions. We right. used to we we had one at home that used uh, credit cards. Oh, it really? Had, it had a little <laughs> machine cool. instead of cash, <laughs> and you would put uh, you would put the credit card in and punch up your your uh, your debit and all that. I'd stuff, play with so. that machine. That's what I do. I, I, I used to get games specifically just to play with the pieces and not play the game. <laughs> right. They have a cheaters edition, which is what we have because everyone cheats in Monopoly. So really? it's actually a cheaters edition where you can cheat, and then if you get caught, there's you know you pay money or you have to do this or that. But I you love can, it. Yeah, oh, that it's sounds part cool. of the game. That's great. All right, let's get into the entertainment stories. Hong Kong has strict quarantines in place for everyone, but Nicole Kidman managed to evade those on Thursday. Hong Kong confirmed that the Oscar winner was granted a special exemption, and Kidman managed to slip in and out to film a series uh, called Expats. Uh, Let her in. She was in Days of Thunder. Uh, for Amazon. <laughs> in a statement, the Hong Kong government said, the case in discussion has been granted permission to travel to Hong Kong with a quarantine exemption for the purpose of performing designated professional work. It added that the move was conducive to maintaining the necessary operation and development of Hong Kong's economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kidman is... In charge of Hong Kong's economy. <laughs> Absolutely. She had no idea. It uh, came as quite a shock. She took a private jet from Sydney to Hong Kong August 12th and was seen out and about shopping on social media. The backlash was pretty intense. 
Uh, so, uh, like, uh, here's an example. One user wrote, Dear Hong Kong friends and family, while you're locked in a hotel room for three weeks, how does it feel to know that if you're from Hollywood, you're exempt from the barbaric quarantine rules Hong Kong residents are subjected to? Another one wrote, Olympic medalists are required to quarantine in Hong Kong, but Nicole Kidman doesn't because she's a Hollywood star Snap. and needs to film expats. So some people, as you would imagine, are being vocal about that. That said, I am really interested in seeing any footage of her as, as Lucille Ball. You know, she's playing yeah. Lucy in that new movie. I want yeah. to see how, how she looks. Agreed. Uh, I saw this story this morning. Britney Spears is under investigation over misdemeanor battery after a staff member at her home alleged that the singer struck her. No. Deputies responded to Spears' home in Southern California after the staff member reported the Monday night dispute. No one was injured. Reports reports taken by deputies will be handed over to prosecutors for consideration. Uh, Spears' attorney, Matthew Rosengart, said in an email that the investigation is, quote, overblown, sensational tabloid fodder. And poppycock. Nothing... (laughs) <laughs> Complete poppycock. Nothing more than a manufactured he said, she said regarding a cell phone. It's all about the he said, she said. When, yes. <laughs> wait, when good. you start quoting Limp Biscuit, <laughs> you're a true lawyer. Uh, but he said with no striking and obviously no injury whatsoever. Yeah. Um, uh, Spears, by the way, hired Rosengart last month as she seeks to regain greater control of her life 13 uh, years into a court conservatorship that has power over her money and her affairs. Well, that was a good hire because that guy immediately got results. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, exactly. uh, you know, after a decade plus of nothing happening, he got it all accelerated. Accelerated. All right, Kim Kardashian recently shared a throwback of herself with Courtney on Instagram, claiming that her visit to see court in college cured her of her desire to drink. So she wrote with the picture, college years, baby, University of Arizona single-handedly stopped me from turning into a wild party girl. I remember visiting court on campus and being her designated driver. I hated all of the wild parties so much that I stayed home and never wanted to drink or party ever. So thank you, uh, U of A. I was never a student there, but you shaped my life more than you know. That's when I made this, this, the decision I'm trying to speak today to stay home and do ass porn. Now, well, well, I mean, she was high on Molly or, or <laughs> right, uh, right, ecstasy right, right, yeah, when yeah. she was doing sex. Sure, porn. sure, okay. yeah. Now, Courtney had some edits, so she shared Kim's post <clears throat> to her own Instagram stories, writing, I remember feeding you jungle juice and someone else driving, I won't name names, and blasting Rough Riders. Maybe I was partying too hard to remember correctly. Anyone else was there want to chime in? And she jokingly added, LOL, wild party girl with the college degree, pointing an arrow at herself. Uh, Kim denied her sister's allegations, replying in her own stories, um, not me. I remember 14 people squeezing into our car. I was driving, or it was Chloe blasting Eminem, bar fight, broken jaw. That's about it for this weekend in Arizona. I know you're like me, Preston. I cannot get enough of this. Well, I have Mm -hmm. more. Chloe weighed in too. (laughs) Chloe said, thanks, Keeks. Um, hello. I was there too. Okay. I know I was smiling on the inside. (laughs) Hashtag U of A. And then Courtney commented on the pic, (laughs) writing, the night 
of the Clow Motion Party. Oh, Clow Motion. Where we put jungle juice in the water cooler. Wow. Chloe replied to Courtney's comment. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, writing, going. Courtney, thank God I have you. Kimberly totally tried to box me out of that whole adventure. I literally am the reason why you guys all got home safe. LOL. Well. We can't. We can't get into too many details because I don't need any more legal problems. I uh, I don't really care too much about this story, but I have some friends that went to University of Arizona and Arizona State, and the stereotypical, these are party school places, it's, it's 100% true. If you oh, go really? to either one of those schools. Super party school. It's, yeah, and, and it's, I don't know. Listen, I was a terrible college student, and I went to a small school in the middle of Pennsylvania. If I went to a place like this, there's no way in hell I would ever graduate. I went to a commuter college, so there was no partying unless I held it <laughs> out of my car. By the way, Nick, I want to point out what you said, that you don't care about this stuff. I don't care about this stuff either, but you know what? It's fun to not care about this yes. stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. 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 So there yeah. you go. Yeah, it's fun to point and laugh, too. Yeah. You know, and their, like, bars that they go to there at those schools are, like, clubs where you're getting bottle service yeah. and you're getting right. tables and things like that. It's not like, you know, the rat in Westchester oh. where I went. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this picture yeah. of the sisters together back then. It, it looks like Kim and, Cor- and Courtney and Chloe in the middle looks like Brian Dennehy. I wonder if they're, like, going through uh, some old boxes of pictures or something because all of them are posting older photos right. for whatever reason. Hey, Kath, I want to ask you, mentioned the rat in Westchester. What was the name of the, the, the burrito place that had burritos as big as your head? Was it, was it Burrito Loco? It might have been it. I think Wait, it, was. it was. It was right yes. next to the, to the rat. It was like above it or something, right? <laughs> it, was, it was right next to it. Yeah, it was uh, connected to the bookstore. Really? I think it was Jake Berge's It was place. Jake Berge's place. It was, yeah. 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 Okay. It was called what? Burrito Loco? I think it was Burrito Loco. Okay. Yeah, we used to um, pick up burritos after the rat at 2 a.m. <laughs> and walk home uh, speaking Spanish, or so we thought we were. <laughs> <laughs> because you were eating burritos? Because we were eating burritos, I, I guess. I don't okay. know. Okay. That's all I remember. Nice. Uh, Jennifer Garner sparked reunion rumors after being spotted out with her ex, John Miller, in New York City following reports that the pair had broken up last August after two years of dating. An eyewitness told E that the pair tried to fly under the radar. Ooh. Uh, this comes three months after Us Weekly reported that they were back on, and the pair have not commented yet. Of course, uh, her ex, Ben Affleck, has been more open about his renewed romance with Jennifer Lopez. They've been spotted in full PDA mode all around the world. <laughs> and both of their kids have hung out and That's gone magical. to family addings, outings with the pair as well. You know they were pricing out a, uh, a home, which the word is they're probably going to get it, $85 million yeah. dollar estate. It's 35,000 square feet, 35, right? 35,000 square feet. Dear Lord. A house that's, not, a, that's a gymnasium. It's it's and ridiculous. It's yeah. uh, what? <laughs> There's a house for the gardening staff, a house for the house staff <laughs> on, the, on the whole premises. That's three separate buildings, two separate buildings for just your help. That's crazy. It's oh. amazing. Well... Uh, Sean Penn has directed Jack Nicholson, Viggo Mortensen, and Kristen Stewart in memorable films, but he tells Yahoo it was nothing like directing his daughter. Uh, his latest film, Flag Day, has him directing an adaptation of Jennifer Vogel's memoir, The Film, The Flim Flam Man, uh, with him as con artist John, con artist John Vogel and his, uh, kids with ex-wife Robin Wright, Dylan, and Hopper Penn. He said, or Dylan says, it was really intense talking about uh, filming scenes with her father either acting opposite with her or watching from behind the camera. She said, I thought it would be really difficult to be that vulnerable and naked, in a sense, in front of 50-something crew members uh, that I didn't know very well. But I think because I was working with my family, I felt very supported to be able to do that. 
Uh, Sean had his doubts, too, uh, drinking her during uh, screaming matches, drug abuse, and near-rape scenes as well. Wow. He said there are That's couple, gotta be weird. There are a couple scenes where uh, uh, there are a couple scenes where being the one to have invited her to tear herself apart and being her father were at odds for me. I felt I should be calling child protective services on myself a few times, uh, but she was so invested and startlingly wonderful, startlingly wonderful. So, in terms of being a director, dreaming of having a performance to use in a film that way. Uh, it was more exciting than depleting, he said. I just watched a uh, thing, uh, part of the series that I keep talking about. I think it's GQ that does it. And they have these iconic actors talk about their iconic roles. Oh, it's a great series. It's a great series. Yeah. And so uh, they, one was Sean Penn Preston. And he based the character of Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High on somebody he grew up with. And so, like, a year ago... He's walking along the beach in Malibu, and here comes the guy no. with his family, you know, like completely no different. And, and Penn is thinking, does he know? Does he know? Right. Because he never, it was never overtly said right. that it was the basis for this. But the way he, re, he relays the story, he goes, because he'd hate to have the guy insulted if that was the case. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, the guy still lives in Malibu, but completely turned around, buttoned down with the family, the whole thing. That kind of happens. To yeah, so Spicoli is a, is a regular wow. dude now. Uh, well, I have to watch this series. Yeah, I yeah. definitely have to check that mm. out. Uh, let's see here. We're going back to the Jenner clan for a moment. Uh, Den- Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Toasted to Kendall Jenner's success at a celeb-studded bash for her 818 8, tequila brand at Hoorah. the mm-hmm. Sunset Beach Hotel on Shelter Island. Uh, Carly Kloss, Luca Sabat, <laughs> uh, Derek Blasberg, and Faye Kadra were in attendance. Okay. Uh, she is apparently Sounds right like now, a hoot. Yeah. Uh, she, meaning Kendall, is uh, traveling across the country aboard Kenny's tequila truck in 818 promo mode. <laughs> so she's doing that. Aren't you glad I told you about that? I, yes, how much like... is that thing made for her? That That's her booze brand. Yeah. yeah. And what is it? I hate this family. Rob has socks. <laughs> Rob has socks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, here's sad news uh, from the world of action films. Uh, Kill Bill actor Sonny Chiba yeah. passed away. He died Aww. of COVID complications. He was 82 years old. He was battling pneumonia caused by COVID. And he died in the hospital in Japan. Um, and according to writer Ted uh, Gihogan, he posted on Twitter saying, The great Sonny Chiba passed away today at age 82, another victim of COVID-19. A martial arts legend with six black belts who start, uh, started out in uh, Tokusatsu TV. Uh, Chiba made over 120 movies. Yes. And was Japan's most popular action star for decades and he says, watch one of his films today. I mainly, I mean, I remember seeing clips and shots when, when they were talking about Sonny Chiba, um, of, of him in yeah. his heyday when he was younger and, and uh, you know, his long, long career in martial arts. I don't know any of the movies offhand, but once he got to, to Kill Bill, I was like, this guy's fantastic, man. So I do, you know, going back, and I remember a lot of the Sonny Chiba films. Obviously, Quentin Tarantino was a huge fan. Right. And that's why he cast him in, in that role, but... Uh, yeah, he was... I remember after Bruce Lee died, they put a big push on Sonny Chiba. Yeah, Hattori Hanso yeah. uh, in the Kill Bill movies. So, sad news, 82 years old. Uh, Kate Hudson's kids might join her in Hollywood. Uh, she told, this just in. Uh, she told E.T. Uh, 
She said, oh, man, I have to say yes. Do, do you think your kids are going to join you in Hollywood? She said, but I'm going to say yes. Yeah, especially Ryder, of her 17-year-old son. Especially who Ryder. Yeah, he, she shares him with ex Chris Robinson. From uh, the Counting Crows? That's correct. Black yeah. Crows. Black Crows. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm not sure. See, on my planet, it's different. <laughs> okay. The they... Black Crows are the Counting Crows, and the Counting Crows are the Black Crows. What about okay. Cheryl Crow? She No, she doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she said, and Bing, uh, he's... Crosby? Just... No, that's her other son. So, oh. uh, Bing, he's just like a numbers guy, and he's got stocks. He's really into stocks. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't know, you, know. you know, that's a big thing. Honestly, uh, this is. There are now little groups within schools, and younger kids are yeah. playing the stock market. We talked about this. Yes. Uh, with, I think we had some teachers weigh in. And about there was that. there were some uh, some words or some uh, descriptive words, and you were going through them, and I had no idea how elaborate it was. Yeah. Uh, so Hudson <laughs> added of the ten year old Bing, I guess, who is. Uh, <laughs> Yes, who is whose dad is Matt Bellamy? Uh, she said he loves trading stocks. It's what he he wanted for his birthday. Yes, uh, he's ten. So I was saying by the time he's twelve, he'll be handling my portfolio. So we've had our kids, uh, you know, with uh, with gift money, with birthday money, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, invest uh, through our. Um, our uh, financial planner. Do they follow? Are they are they actively no, I mean, invested they, when, they'll, in that? They'll, they're not like monitoring, right, right? But they have the say on what investments are done through the uh, the guidance of our financial uh, advisor. Do you see the commercial that they have a lot now for this? It's a credit card, a kid specific credit card. No, mm-hmm. to teach money no. management. Mm-hmm. All right. No, but my my wife, uh, she has. Uh, there was something on the internet, and she showed it to my Porn. children. No, it was not that. She showed it to my children, Steve. Uh, uh, no, that was that. about you know if you got like this much money a month and right. you invested it in stocks, or if you bought let's say a pair of sneakers, you know, in twenty years you would have this much in stocks, or you would have a hundred pairs of sneakers. And my son was like. A hundred pairs of sneakers. <laughs> this lesson's not getting through. Yeah, you're totally missing the point. Uh, let me see. Okay, so this is a. I've seen this pop up a few times, and I'm I'm a little. I'm not sure what the story is behind this, but four people have now come forward accusing Broadway star Alice Ripley of grooming them as minors. And by that, I don't mean combing their hair. Right, right. Or uh, coal miners. Yeah. Bree Lynn was first to share her story, and now others back her up. They spoke out with the Daily Beast saying, I felt like I was in a cult, the cult of Alice Ripley. I'm not... Uh, am I familiar with Alice Ripley? Do you she's, know her? I, I looked her up. She's I straight Broadway? I don't know her uh, from... Yeah, I think she's straight Broadway. Uh, she's apparently done some... Like, she was on 30 Rock. I mean, maybe a, a guest appearance. Nick is pulling her for IMDb right now, but... Like, if you pull her up, you'll see her at the Tony Awards doing right. performance okay. and stuff like that if you pull her up so on, on YouTube. Most so of she's theater. there. But Liz, a New York City actress who chose to be identified by her middle name, told the outlet in a bombshell story published Thursday, quote, she finds people who are desperate for love and she figures out how to fill that hole and then manipulates them with it. So I don't know if there are sexual allegations here or underage or I, I, I it's very vague <sighs> what I read. But there are several people that are... Let that me are, look into it. Okay, thank you, E.T. Do an investigative report on that because I have no idea what's going on. Tonight, E.T. reports. But I've seen it uh, pop up a few times. We go inside the seamy side of Broadway. Alice Ripley. Alice Ripley, a tragedy in the making. Yeah. 
That's it. Tonight on ET Reports. Grooming them as minors. So I'm, I'm not sure. You know, sure. I used to be a botanist. I had yeah. heard, yes. Your real name is Gene Rayburn. So Gene Rayburn is my name on my home plan. But we call you ET, which is crap. All right. Yeah, it's, it's so effed up. So watch that special tonight with ET. Apparently, Broadway is sort of rife with this sort of stuff. You know, you think, um, you know, Kevin Spacey got in trouble for a lot of the... Mm. Uh, illicit relationships, apparently, that he was cultivating while on Broadway. Yeah, well, listen, if you think about the uh, the, the nature of, of acting and so on, there's a lot of there's a lot of human contact yes. and, and exploration of, of emotions and things like that. I remember hearing, you know, like the drama department in high school, everybody was banging each other, I mean, you mm. know. So it yeah. can be if you get the wrong person in that environment, somebody who's predatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah then it then it can be a way to manipulate others. So, um, on to some good news: Rosie Huntington Whitley and Jason Statham will be proud parents again. Huntington Whitley, which, by the way, I'm curious how tall she is because I've seen several pictures of the two of them together, and she's taller than Jason she's Statham. Way taller. How? Tall is he? Is he shorter he's than we five, think he is? He's three and she's six seven. Stop it! No, she, he's. I'm, I'm going to put him at maybe, about five ten. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's six. Steve, what? Um, you should work in the carnival. Five ten. Yeah, uh, he nailed it. Nice yeah, work, yeah. man. And so she's got to be five, a six footer. What? Yeah. She, well, she wears heels. She's got to oh. be wearing big heels, dude. Because every picture I've seen, she's, she she's got a couple him. inches over him. So, but if you have a, a modely type like that, don't you want her to do that statuesque yes. thing? I would think so. And she probably likes to do that. So she, uh, by the way, she models, and she was in Mad Max Fury Road. Apparently, she posted a series of selfies on Instagram, uh, ending with one that showed off her baby bump, and she captioned it, "Ta-da." Uh, Statham, who is 54, by the way, and Huntington Whitley have been engaged since 2016. Uh, they have one other child, Jack, who was born in 2017, and she had written on Instagram then, our little man arrived. Uh, during an Instagram Q&A three years ago, the British model said uh, that they were really proud to say that Jack has a proper English accent, but that he does not have the same booming loud voice as Jason. Uh, so she added that uh, Jack looks very much like me when I was young, but with Jason's eye color. Oh, wow. Isn't that good to <laughs> oh, know? wow. Yeah. Uh, what else I have here for you? Oh, um, you remember uh, we had that story about Grace Under Fire star Brett Butler? Yes. Um, she had a, a plea on GoFundMe and confessed that uh, she was facing eviction from her L.A. apartment. Uh, now she's talking to a Hollywood reporter about uh, losing her fortune. Uh, she was making $250,000 an episode on the ABC sitcom. And she said, I was a little bit too trusting with some people that worked for me, and I had a lot of things stolen. And that's just stupid on my part, <clears throat> not to have insurance for those things, and to loan and to give a lot of money away. She said, I really just felt so guilty for having it that I almost couldn't get rid of it fast enough. But now she wants it back. Yeah, yeah right. give it back. Yeah, please give it back to me. I, I was I was never a big fan of that show, Grace Under Fire. It didn't do anything yeah. for me either, but um, it, they definitely had an audience. They did. Uh, Jeff Daniels is ready to return to Broadway. The production team behind Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird has unveiled a new video to celebrate their return to Broadway. Oh. Uh, Daniels says in the commercial, this is what you came for. The moment the house lights went down... And you and a thousand strangers felt the same chill, and we've been without it too long. But come this fall, 
We're turning the lights back on. I saw it with uh, Ed Harris um, um, a year and a half ago, two years ago uh, on Broadway. And then I think with Jeff Daniels. The Aaron Sorkin version? Yeah, the Aaron Sorkin yeah. version, which is a little different. Um, uh, maybe John Stamos a... plays Boo Radley. No, John Stamos is <laughs> not in. Well, listen, I didn't see John Stamos. Um, but I think with Jeff Daniels, but maybe I'm mistaken. Anyway, so with one of the performances, they did it for free at Madison Square Garden for several uh, wow. performances in a row for New York City uh, public school kids. So it, it, it was awesome. And uh, I, I know the original source material. I saw the movie with uh, Gregory, Gregory Peck, but the version with Ed Harris on Broadway was really well done. Cool. Uh, and then one more story. Hank Azaria has been cast as Apple's CEO Tim Cook for the upcoming Showtime series called Super Pumped. Uh, first, Super Pumped. Uh, first reported by Variety, the movie joins Azaria with co-stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Kyle Chandler, and Carrie Bechet. Uh, long planned as an anthology series based on the book of the same name by Mike Isaac, the first season of Super Pumped plans to detail the rise of Uber's ride-sharing empire, uh, with future seasons expected to move to different stories from the world of business. Well, you know this. You know we're going to get a Bezos movie eventually. We're going to get you know all these guys, sure. and they all have movie production outlets. So you just commission your own company to make a biography of you, right? Essentially. Uh, so the Gordon Levitt is set to star as Uber CEO Travis Kalen- Kalanick, uh, with Chandler portraying his mentor, Texas businessman Bill Gurley. I like uh, Chris Hemsworth as Ron Popeil, <laughs> and uh, Bechet will star as Austin Geit, uh, Uber's fourth employee and current head of strategy for the company's Advanced Technologies Group. If Chris Hemsworth were to play Ron Popeil. <laughs> He would have to use Molinier as like a slicer. <laughs> right, dessert. right. Look at that. Makes Julian Fries type of product. Now just turn it around. Yeah. <laughs> Steak fries, Julian fries, curly yes. fries. All right, we're uh, ready for, no, wait, uh, no. movies opening yes. this weekend. I was going to say clips. But we'll do the movies first. Chum, chum. Every time you giggle, every, every time. time I can't, I, I, I can't fight it. All right, so we're going to start with this movie, Paw Patrol, the movie, oh. animated comedy starring Ian Armitage, Randall Park, and Marissa Martin. Uh, the Paw Patrol is on a roll when the biggest rival, Humdinger, <laughs> becomes mayor of nearby Adventure City and starts wreaking havoc. Ryder and everyone's favorite heroic pup. Kicks in high gear to face the challenge head-on. Hour and 25 minutes long. It is rated G, and it's in theaters and streaming today. 88% at Rotten Tomatoes, so that's a good one. Uh, Reminiscence. A sci-fi thriller starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Fandy Newton. Sandy! Fandy. Fandy. Uh, the plot is Nick Manister, private investigator of The Mind navigates the darkly alluring world of the past by helping his clients access lost memories. Living on the fringes of the sunken Miami coast, his life is forever changed when he takes on a new client. May, a simple matter of lost and found, becomes a dangerous obsession. Ooh. Hour and 56 minutes long. Rated PG-13. In theaters and streaming today, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 42%. And then finally, Protégé opens. It's an action mystery thriller. Maggie Q, we spoke to her earlier this week. Michael Keaton and Samuel L. Jackson star. Uh, the plot is rescued as a child by the legendary assassin named Moody and trained in the family business 
Anna is the world's most skilled contract killer. But when Moody, the man who was like a father to her and taught her everything she needs to know about trust and survival, is brutally killed, Anna vows revenge. Uh, it's an hour and 48 minutes long. It's rated R. It's a wide release in theaters today. And Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 68% score. Now we're ready for clips. Yay! We <laughs> <laughs> got it, Casey and Steve are in Do it the again. Today. Do it again. Now we're ready for clips. Yay! <laughs> in Sweet Girl. <laughs> Yay! I enjoyed that way too much. In Sweet Girl, a man is on the rampage to bring justice to the evil pharmaceutical company who killed his wife. You killed my wife! While trying to protect his daughter in the process. In this clip, Jason Momoa talks about why he was so interested to take on this role. Here we go. There are a bunch of different things that I have never challenged myself as an actor and I had the opportunity to do yet. So even just down to doing a contemporary film and playing an everyday kind of Joe, it's, it's been a long time coming since I've been able to play something like that. And um, also just dealing with the big pharma and like how that would affect me and how it would affect my family. I don't, I don't want to, I don't think I want to see it. And by the way, yeah, I think I mentioned this so up. Uh, is, uh, Isabella Merced. Oh yeah. Right? yeah right, she right. was in our studio. She's uh she's stars in it. She played, um, Oh, uh, Backpack, backpack. The Dora. Dora the Explorer. That's right, yes. So anyhow, Sweet Girl is streaming on Netflix today. Here's the next clip. A scientist finds a way to relive the past, uncovers a theory while helping clients regain lost memories and reminiscence. We were just talking about this movie. In this clip, Hugh Jackman talks about what he liked most about filming this movie. The reminiscence itself, those memories that come up in the machine, was real. Like, she had to found a way with a cinematographer to create that for real on set. So we were looking, it was one of the most beautiful sets I'd ever been on. And as an actor, I got to really interact with it rather than a tennis ball on a stick. Take his pants off. Uh, Reminiscence is out in theaters today. And that's the last of my report for this Friday morning, friends. All right, we have stuff to do. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. I believe we're going to get to a contest. We're, we got a backlog of uh, prizes to give away, so we got to move product. You have your chance to uh, win some goodies this morning. Some guests on the show, some things to do. We'll be right back with it all. Stay put. Coming back in a moment. Get what you want when you want it. MMR on demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush, Sarah's Rock Breakdown, MMR Podcasts, the latest videos and interviews with your fave artists, and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. You guys ever see the uh, uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall? Oh, God, I love it. They create that that, uh, cardboard wall. Yeah. Yeah. Go look at the pizzas oh, in our. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. All right. There's I can't like, wait. They, they've created the wall from Pink Floyd okay. with pizza boxes in there. It's a massive amount, and that's from the Angelo Pizza. Oh, I can't wait to try. Philly. Some of the flavors you mentioned are, are uh, sound fantastic. Later on, when the clearance goes out across the company. For people to come and access that pizza, it's going to look like a scene from Dawn of the Dead. You're right. Yeah. They're just going to... Zack Snyder version where they run. Rip it apart. Yeah. So they're at 229 Market Street. I'm hungry this morning. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be diving into some pizza. I've been pretty good all week long yeah. as far as... Uh, you know, maintaining my uh, my appetite, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna dive in this I've morning. Been, it's been sort of a weird week because I, I you know a couple appearances and things like that. So I've, I've ended up like protein bars and and uh, like not eating a lot. Mm-hmm. So yes, pizza sounds really good about this time. Yeah. So why don't we stay with that food thing? And uh, yeah, let's dive in. It's the time for the kind of pulling up a great segue. Thank you, sir. 
Uh, so I'm going to start with this. Um, you know, you hear about hacks all the time. You do. Okay. And sometimes they're not really hacks. They're just stupid things. This one, I think, is a pretty good idea. A one on TikTok has shared a clever hack for eating a hot dog. Okay. Okay. So it's not necessarily the eating the hot dog part. So I have an issue with this. I'm a mustard fan. Yes, I love to slather my hot dog in mustard. Given the opportunity to dip my hot dog in mustard, even after I've already put mustard on it, I will take that opportunity. But there are times when you're like at the ball game or something like that, and it may not be a suitable uh, time to do a a dipping. You don't have have a plate or a tray, you know, so... There's a hack for this, and I'll tell you about it in a minute, but Casey has his hand up. Um, I was with Preston the other day when he got complimented on how he put his mustard on his hot dog. <laughs> You're right. Yes. We were playing golf. That's an odd compliment. <laughs> we, were, right. we, were, we were at Ava, Avalon Golf Club. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to tell him. I'm really impressed. And so there's a thing called the turn. After you play yeah. nine yeah. holes, you're at the turn. Oh, and usually the hot dog. There's like a, no, I'll tell you. <laughs> so no. He had two turns. It's turns. Well, well, listen, actually, that will make sense in a moment. All so right. anyhow, uh, there's usually like a little snack shack or you go back to the clubhouse and you get something to eat. So I got a hot dog and I put, uh, I put mustard down the left side of the dog on the bun, the right side of the dog on the bun. And then I do a little wavy thing back and forth across the middle. Like magic? It could just, no, no, it's oh. it waves. Like, uh, like imagine that. an oscilloscope, you know, yes. that has the waves. So that's so that's my tech. That's three. Three sweeps. Okay. Three, three sweeps of mustard. Three applications of mustard. That's and a lot of mustard. <laughs> the, the only, I think I do a pretty cool little decoration. The, the only cooler one I've ever seen was a guy at Camden Yards that would actually write Orioles on oh, yeah. a hot dog uh, with the mustard. Oh, that's okay. cool. That was so, pretty impressive. In just, cursive. It was really cool. The dining out for dogs event uh, at the White Dog Cafes on Monday. They had the flight of hot dogs. I didn't mm-hmm. get it. And the the decorations on the hot dogs were yeah. really cool. And they employed your swirly method. So this gal has a technique. Uh, her name, by the way, her name is Sheena Marie, but she goes by Sheena Marie Q, whatever, okay. on TikTok. <laughs> so she posted a video, that, and, and she makes a cardinal mistake here, though. Oh. She puts ketchup on her hot dog, oh but I'm going to look pa- past that. Because then she puts mustard on top of it. And then what she does is she twists the hot dog in the bun. And that way you get the mustard that goes onto the bottom part that's, of the bun. It gets on the, the inside of the bun. You know what I mean? That's how I do it. So you do. That's, okay. That's how so I do it. Explain. Yeah. And the reason being uh, because the mustard, if, if say, say you take my technique where you put all this on top. And then you go to bite in. You have all the mustard just on the top of the hot dog. It can be really messy. It'll drip. It'll get on your face. It'll drop down on your pants or whatever. (laughs) But if you actually take the hot dog itself and kind of turn it... Oh, yeah. It completely goes around. Here, watch. We'll we'll watch a video of this. Oh, yeah. So she doesn't, like... She doesn't... uh, She just flips it upside down, and and all of it's on the bottom. She lifts and turns. That's a pretty solid idea, I think, to avoid messes. Okay, so, so I'm not okay with this because she's touching it with her fingers, but... Um, she's eating it herself, though. You're I, touching... I know. It's her own hot dog. You know Kathy's COVID. Thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So God. why not just put the mustard or ketchup, whatever you prefer, on first and then put the hot dog on? Why you do you have to do that, the but, dog? But so you're being served this. I'm, this is, if you're making it home, okay. it might be All a right, different You're being story. served and then you're turning it. Yeah, so, okay. so, so you're, at, you're, like I said, at the ball game, so okay. just an example. Kathy, if you're at the ball game, here's what you do. You do and I know what you're exactly talking about. Take the hot dog out by itself, put it in your mouth. 
and, and just yeah. sit there. And then, but I agree and with move you. your mouth up and down. Up and down. Hot dog. Yeah. You know, but but put the take the, the hot dog out for a second. Put the mustard on the roll. Right, underneath, and then toss and then put it on top. And Steve, I think you well, got but, it. if you hold it in your mouth, you have to hold it like a cigar. Right, right, right. right, right, right. <laughs> Bye. So. so like, here's the deal. I get so angry when I see. I'm like, I've been doing this for. God knows, maybe 15, 20 years, maybe even longer. And okay. this chick is a TikTok sensation. Here's what right. you need to do yeah. on your own TikTok page. You need to start doing things you've been doing yeah. for years. Put yeah. up or shut you up. Should, yeah. You should even call it that. Stuff I've been doing for years. Well, yeah. so the hard part is thinking of those things well, that so you've been doing for I years. I don't know. Like, to me, I'm like, well, that's just, that makes perfect sense. This is the way you should do it. Because, and I think maybe I started doing it once I started once I started getting facial hair, because the mustard would get stuck in my in my yeah. mustache, yeah. and then I know it's yeah. gross. They call it a flavor saver, but I don't want that. So then I started putting, you know, this the, the idea. You put it on the dog itself, right? Yeah. And then you flip it around. You have to lift the dog as well, otherwise it just smears onto the. the I think bun. so. Had anybody shown? I'm sorry, to interrupt. No. Had anybody shown you that? No. Then yeah, you should have. Well, uh, I, you should reveal these things. Every, like for example, the method you use is exactly the method I use. I may not do the swirl, you know, the the uh, the artistic thing, but down both sides of the bread on each side of the hot dog and down the middle, right? Yeah, and that works. And by the way, so I, I failed. I forgot to say that uh, the reason Casey said I was complimented on that. The girl who served me the hot dog <laughs> after I did that, she was like, "That is a really cool design." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you so, I love the way you dress your hot dog. Oh my god, that's so hot. Yeah. What was the uh, so good with phallic things? <laughs> Where did the mustard? What was the source of the mustard? Was it a packet or a bottle? It was a bottle. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, you can't do that with a packet. It's not to do packet. that with a packet. Oh yeah. my god! I, I I hate the the mustard packets. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not a fan. I'm with you. Oh, the squeeze bottle is the greatest thing oh, yeah. ever invented yep. by far. So anyhow, you can try this. But her uh, Casey, her video just to even infuriate you more. Oh my god! Right. Uh, she uploaded her video at the end of May, and it has been viewed over two million times. <laughs> and she's driving a Lamborghini. I know, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't with, know if she with, makes any money from her TikTok channel or whatever, but uh, yeah, she she had got two million views on that. Disgusting. All right, let's move over to seafood. More than two dozen shrimp products sold nationwide by retailers, including Target and Whole Foods, are now being recalled oh in boy. a salmonella outbreak. Uh, I've never liked shrimp. Is that frozen shrimp? I think so, yeah. Oh, it's uh, stricken nine people in four states, hospitalizing three, federal authorities say. Whoa. Avanti Frozen Foods Private Limited India agreed to recall additional packages, sizes, and brands of frozen, cooked, peeled, and deveined shrimp. Some sold with cocktail sauce. Oh, man. Um, deveined. sounds so We do a lot more shrimp in my house these days because my oldest became a, uh, she's pescatarian now. Yeah, yeah. So we do eat shrimp quite a bit, and we do eat that type of shrimp. Okay. Has it made its way into Pennsylvania? It seems like a... So three separate recalls related to the potentially tainted crustacean were then announced. Announced by the FDA on Saturday, the recalled food was distributed nationwide from November 2020 to May 2021, but may have been sold in stores more rec- recently. The recalled shrimp was sold coast to coast under multiple labels, such as Whole Foods 365 brand and Hannaford's Nature's Promise. Potentially tainted shrimp includes tempura rolls sold at Target stores in California and rings of frozen shrimp distributed by Chicken of the Sea and sold at uh, Megere along with bags of Mejir-branded bags of frozen shrimp. So, Casey, it's the newly stricken uh, brings nine illnesses over all the four states. Arizona, Michigan. Uh, now, that sounds like uh, Dean. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arizona <laughs> and Michigan. <laughs> and Rhode Island. 
I bought uh, that Whole Foods. <laughs> that brand. <laughs> the uh, the frozen brand that you listed from Whole Foods. When did you do that? I don't know. It's been in the freezer for a while. Um, Toss it. Well, here's the thing. I think I can it's probably food. Make, I can make it through. <laughs> you oh can take God. a shot. Yeah. I uh, I'm wary of we have recalls. So I figure, you know, if I do it, if I, and then I get sick, the recall was right. But if I do you it, you would have made a great food taster. Yeah, and then I make it through. Yeah, it's, all right. It's a risk worth taking. I love shrimp. Yeah, I mean, there's a general paralysis after I ate it. Whatever. But it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was hungry. Yeah. Uh, somebody texted and said, "Did Steve just say I never liked shrimp?" Yes. Oh, you did. Okay, I missed yeah. that part. Never liked shrimp. No. Okay. What never about, did. Uh, what about a shrimp quesadilla? No. Oh, no. Out. However, though, again, I've shifted my again uh, for not liking any seafood. My main protein is salmon. I love salmon. When's the last time you've gone back for a shrimp test? Uh, a little while ago. Okay. It just does nothing for. It's not that I even dislike the taste. It just doesn't. Is it's it the uh, texture? Texture, yeah. It, it, it does. It's nothing I seek out. It's not one of my. You know, I think I oceans go-tos. are still trying to recover after Kathy's wedding because I remember the yeah. shrimp pile yeah. that she had. There. I buy the tainted brand shrimp. Okay, I can sit there if somebody you know the shrimp ring that you can buy. Yeah. Um, if those are shelled and deveined and ready to go. I can be like Tom Hanks and Big, where he's yeah. eating the little corn, just like boom, uh, boom, yeah. boom, boom, That's boom, whole meal. boom, boom, yeah. boom. Really? Yeah, I can oh. just tear through those. Dwayne, you know Dwayne from Vertex, my mm-hmm. my trainer. He inhales shrimp. He uh, any if you want to get Dwayne at a party, just have shrimp. He'll come in like a shark. Um. All right. So hang on. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, shrimp and and crawfish are in the same family. Maybe they're both crustaceans. They're both cr- okay because I can't stand crawfish. They hmm. they gross me out. They're like baby lobsters, actually. Okay. Yeah. Do you like lobster? Uh, I do, but like, uh, you don't eat lobster faces, right? But like, you do. As you do. You eat- s- okay, I'm going to say this. You suck the head. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I, I know. Yeah, sure and do. And to me, like, I, did. I don't do that. I, I, I <laughs> would not like to, to suck the juices out of that head. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just said I would not like to do that. <laughs> but Kathy, earlier, was just like, you sure do. <laughs> I think crawfish suffer from the. the the amount of work involved in getting the food out. Uh, much, it's, it's like a crab I legs. Yes. I love crab legs, but there's just a, way too much work and mess. Go involved. to hell with hey. that amount of <laughs> deveining, de this, de yeah. that. Hey, knock it off. Speaking of that, being a, a recent uh, resident uh, in the shore communities, a big thing down there is crabbing, okay? Sure. So mm-hmm. uh, they're blue crabs that you yeah. catch. Um, and I've never had those. I've had several different varieties of crab. Um, and Casey was telling me it's a lot of work for very little. Let yeah. me ask you, Preston, as, as, yeah. as far as, you know, eating. Uh, Snow crabs I can do. Are blue crabs considered kind of a, the junkier type of crab? They're just available. They're, yeah. it, it's like it's like eating uh, Jersey corn. There's just a lot of it there. So right. when you go crabbing in New Jersey, you can get blue crabs pretty easily. Maryland as well. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. If you were to go to a restaurant too much. and they, they served you crab cakes made out of Jersey blue crabs, you're like, oh, this is delicious. The amount of work involved in you making your own crab cakes from a Jersey crab, it's just you know what? too much. I, I do like crab cakes. Okay. But I, I did the, the regular eating of crabs and, and doing all that extra work is, is nonsense. Yeah, so my, um, uh, my neighbor's in my old house, they used to go, they would have like a crab night every once a summer. And Coming over it. for a crab night? No, I was never invited. And, uh, <laughs> but, so it's I always. just you. I, the last time I went, it was just you. I uh, always wanted to be invited, but I never wanted to go because I just don't like eating those crabs. Yeah. I just, you know, it's way too much work. I don't like the, the idea. I'm going to stay home and suck the head. Yeah. 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 yeah I, no, no, no. But like snow crabs. Which are, by the way, way too expensive. 
How much, them. Case? What do they go for? Well, market price, Steve. Okay, well, yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, well, what's market price? Can you show me your receipt <laughs> so that I know what the market price right. is? Part, part of the appeal, I think, in crabbing is like... Uh, is like fishing. Like there's this communal aspect to it, and so everybody gets together and has the crabs, and you hammer them out. You know, with yeah, a little mallet, yeah. Or whatever. It's, it's more. It's so it becomes a social thing. It becomes yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of people are texting and saying I mispronounced. Uh, I said Majir uh, is the name of the store. It's Meyer. Oh, so sorry. I think it's never Lane, heard of it before. Lane, Lane Meyer. Meyer. Lane, Lane Meyer. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, so let's move on. Let's talk about coffee for a moment. Coffee prices are surging after frost destroyed portions of the crop in Brazil, and oh, the world's no. lar- they're the world's largest producer of the popular commodity. Yeah, that must be why we don't have our Dunkin' mixes in the machine. No, it's just because Calper hasn't gotten uh, around to it. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, Calper, we need uh, we need our mixes back. Yeah, in the, the Dunkin' machine. He's been really good. He's been good. He's been very good. But we are we are like we have no Dunkin' We are almost completely out of hot chocolate. What in the hell? We need to email him. That's what. I had a realization the other day um, that I think I like coffee better than wine. Wow. Yeah, like like this. What? Like this, like drinking coffee. I'm like, this is this is amazing. This is so great. When you know, did that happen? I, like literally, I think we were when we were on vacation. I because I, you know you're I'm on vacation, so right, I don't have to get right. out. But, you know, I had some wine and margaritas. And don't, don't get me wrong, I still love that stuff. This little place, but the coffee in the morning, right? I yeah, think is it's like a thing. A, it's a better satisfaction than so. I want to ask you a question about that. How long will a cup of coffee last with you? Well, that's the problem. Is like for me, last all morning. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I drink espresso, so it's small. It's a smaller cup. It's a smaller portion. There's not. I can't draw it out. You know, at some point, then it becomes iced espresso. You know, like I. So I do drink it um, fairly quickly. I try to drink it slow, but and I can't have. Um, more than one, you know what I mean? One serving yeah. because uh, if I drink espresso yeah, all day, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be bouncing off the walls. So you don't you don't usually have the a regular brew. Uh, you, you do espresso, which is the you know concentrated. Yes, and so I think that's part of it okay. too. Like a regular cup of coffee, I'm like, mm-hmm. like if I had to, if, if I can't get my espresso, I can't, you know. You want it supercharged. Yeah, yeah. And, and espresso, is, I, and that's a whole. You like that as well, don't you? I like espresso. Yeah, I yeah. haven't had it in a while. That's usually though. If I'm going to have an espresso, it's like a post meal thing. After, yeah. yeah, because it's small. It's not filling. You get that. You get that. Uh, that boost of, of caffeine from it. But I won't drink it as my my quote unquote coffee drink. Right. Right. Like in the morning. So. I will, I plow through a cup of coffee. I mean, I just, it does not last long at all for me. Because yeah. I, I sweeten it up. I put yeah. creamer in. I put, you know, s- flavored creamers. I do the same. And it tastes so yummy. And I will down it within two minutes, three mm-hmm. minutes. Oh, something really? Like that. Oh, yeah. I, I devour it. Because it cools off when I put the, the creamer in. I don't have to and worry about the heat. It. Rochelle will make it last an hour. Yeah. Like a, a single cup of coffee. And I'm just, I'm, I'm terrified. Well, that's it. why Yeti cups are so good because they will actually retain the heat better than a regular coffee cup. So when you get it to that temperature that you like, you know, you you don't because yeah. I'm with, I'm with you, Press. I'm the same exact way, and I drink my coffee faster in a because of the. It's more of like uh, this is at the perfect temperature. I want to I want to drink it at this temperature right now. Um, what I was going to say though was oh, so I like espresso after a meal because when I worked in the restaurant industry. A lot of times they would put decaf, in, and so if you order coffee after your meal, yeah, it's kind of a trick that they everything do. was yeah. decaf. That way, they didn't have to, you know, make two pots or whatever. So everything was decaf. So I know that I'm guaranteed some caffeine with espresso. Okay, gotcha, Marissa. Kathy, have you ever tried an americano? 
Uh, yes, I have, and that is a little bit better than a regular cup of coffee for me. Yes, because that I learned the espresso and water. Yeah, right. I became an americano person recently because it's just espresso with really hot water, and it is boiling hot when you get it because it's like the hot water right off the tap. Mm. So you have that extra heat for a little while that you mm. get to enjoy and savor for that big cup of coffee. Yeah, you can make it last a little bit longer. But you guys like the longer espresso. with big red. Yes, uh, you guys mm. like the espresso after a meal. Have you had? I like cappuccino actually. Have have you had an affogato? What is I don't that? Know what that is? Oh my god! It's uh, a <laughs> scoop of ice cream, usually vanilla ice cream, yes! with the espresso, espresso on top of it. Is it not, it's oh my god! It's fantastic. Ever. What's it called? Never. Now I tried to make it at home, and it did not turn out as right. yummy as it was at the restaurant that I was at. That I had it, but it is—it's just vanilla ice cream. Or I guess maybe you can get a variety of flavors. I don't you know. You can. Some places but will offer chocolate or whatever. They, they dump that, that hot espresso on top of it. Oh, my God, Nick. Nick is called an affogato. Affogato? Affogato. All right. Okay, all right. I thought not it sounded like avocado. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, Italian restaurants have this or avocado? Um, yeah, Case, and, and also you're starting, I see them, you know, at like coffee shops. They're starting to um, right. offer them up. It's so good. So it's done as a dessert. It's not a yes. drink that just happens right. to have a little dollop of yeah. ice cream. It's ice cream covered with the espresso. Correct. Domo arigato, <laughs> Mr. Avocado. Right. Uh, Preston. <laughs> um, so you can get it at Japanese restaurants. Too. <laughs> I had that same thing happen with the, you had it in the restaurant or you had it at the place. And you get the mix, and you bring it home, Man. and why can't I replicate <laughs> it? I know. I had such high hopes, and we were going to make it at home because I've got an espresso machine. Yeah. And, and, uh, it, but, I mean, you know, and, and I had some really good ice cream, but it just didn't taste the same. We went to a place called, um, when, when I mistook Newtown for New Hope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Naked Chocolate, this place there, and they had this... Kathy, it's like an espresso. You could not drink a full, regular glass of this right. hot chocolate okay. because you would need insulin immediately. But it, it's it's like um, if you ever go to like um, over to Europe and, and have hot chocolate over there, it's it's like you're drinking melted chocolate. Right. Okay. So right. we got the mix. And I'm like, okay, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And and we just can't get it to be that consistency. Yeah. And we're doing, you know, I, I it has to be thicker. And we. Purposely, uh, purposely got these smaller cops for that, and it's just like a, we can't get it. How did they do it? I know you actually have to go to the chef yeah. and show ask me him and have him show you. Yes. I have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Wait. So I have a question about decaf. Um, okay. What exactly is it? Because you can get decaf espresso, and to me, I don't understand that. Decaf, by the way, has caffeine in it. It's like it, a it's very small reduced. trace, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. nearly as much as as the caffeinated. Uh, I don't know what the process is that they do to create decaffeinated okay. yeah. coffee. I looked it up one time, and I don't remember how it works, but. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, Kathy. And I wonder how, like, how much, because I know it's not completely caffeine-free, but like, how much is in it? Like, equivalent to what? I don't know. You yeah, know? yeah. Espresso well, is in the the um, the system, the way you make it, the espresso machine that that's compressed. It uses pressure and all that stuff. So, right. Usually, yeah, I, I don't know. Usually, about two percent of the original caffeine content this is according to the interwebs, uh, but sometimes as much as twenty percent. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and it says how they do it. We don't have time for that. It involves elves that live in a tree. And then they take the caffeine out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I did find out when we officially, when we first bought our espresso machine, that it's not special coffee. You just use any kind of coffee you want to make espresso. And you can pick your special. Like, I, when we got our machine, which you, and this happens invariably, Preston, and tell me if it's the same for you. We're making ours at home, and we're making it at home, and then... 
Then you stop doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't used ours in a while. In a we long were like time. crazy. I was doing the thing, and I had the little that, you know latte art. Oh my god! All that stuff. You were getting good at the latte art. I was getting you? decent. Yeah. It's yeah. been a while. I, I I need to sharpen my skills. Leave a bit. it to the pros. Yeah, but you know what? Preston does not mind taking his time to make something that tastes really good. Yes, I like the I like the the work put in and the yield. Yeah, and then you savor if, that. If, Kathy, you've seen me yes, eat. I've you seen know you how eat. That works. If there is a yield, it like to the point that Nick was saying about crabs and stuff like that. If you're mm. or shrimp, if you're working so hard to get virtually nothing, <laughs> go to hell. Straight to hell. Prices in coffee are going to go up. There's been uh, there was a uh, the, the freeze that happened or in uh, Brazil some frost, yeah, and stuff like that. So just a heads up that uh, and there's some other issues, but um, we have more fun talking about the others. All right, so what else do we have? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. McDonald's will soon have a new bakery item uh, available. It's called a glazed pull-apart donut. Okay. Glazed pull-apart donut. Yeah. I I noticed they started offering wedding cakes. (laughs) (laughs) I used to really like their bakery products, like the the cinnamon danish that they had. Oh, that was damn good. I've always been a fan of the apple pie. Yeah. Uh, boy, talk about molten lava on the inside. Holy oh, yeah. hell! You have to be careful when you're I, eating I lost that. the ability to speak for a month. <laughs> uh, it will be available for a limited time at participating U.S. locations beginning September first. Uh, the like item, one of those apart donuts, the item is coated in a sweet glaze and consists of a centerpiece with six pull-apart ones around the outside. Okay. This is like this to me. This is like a, a cross between a donut and monkey bread. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. munchkins, really. Um, yeah. It's, just, it's basically like uh, seven munchkins all glazed together. Yeah, fused. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just like seven munchkins glazed all together. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds sexier when you do it. Uh, it is the first limited edition offery from the uh, offery. Offering. <laughs> I love your offerings. <laughs> well, that's how you get babies, right? From the uh, McCafe Bakery. That should uh, be a term, an offery. Offery. Yeah, it's a new thing. Well, make, it, make it a cafe, the offery. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll stay on the sweets for a moment. Uh, next year, there will be a new Girl Scout cookie variety available for purchase. They, they roll out some new ones every now and then. Yeah. Did they, did they, uh, I think you're reporting in one of the uh, segments that the Girl Scout cookie sales overall took a pretty big hit. Oh, yeah. Right? Big time last year. Yeah. Or, or was that this year? Because they, they do it in the earlier it's, part of the yeah, year. It's usually, yeah, it's usually right around Lent. Yeah. Uh, because right. I always give up, like, chocolate, and, and that means I can't have my Samoas and my... Thin mints. Well, maybe you'll be able to have this. It's called an Adventureful, and it sounds interesting. So it's, it's like a, an offering. It's what's an offering? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a brownie inspired cookie. Uh, you got me there. Yeah, with caramel flavored creme. Creme. <laughs> it's spelled C R E M E. Creme with a little accent mark. Oh, and a sprinkle of sea salt. Oh, I'm in. That cr- sounds pretty. Creming in my pants. <laughs> oh yes. my god! Uh, this actually looks like the most uh, the uh, the most moist, if I may use the word, of the Girl Scout cookie offerings. Because if this of is its, true, it's browniness. Because of its browniness, mm-hmm. which but is I wonder a new if word it too. is. Right, it if looks it, that way. Right, but is it? It's really? like a concept car versus what gets released. Because the difficult thing about having something <laughs> yeah. that's moist is keeping it uh, in one piece because it can yeah. fall apart. You know, in packaging. Have you guys, um, you guys have gotten the, I believe it's Keebler, right? Because Keebler essentially makes the Samoas. They make the Thin Mints. You don't yeah. think it's as good, no, right? No, it's okay. not. They, what's, what's not as good? 
the, their cookies. They try to knock off the Girl Scout flavoring, oh, okay. and it's just not. I mean, it. Well, know, what company's making it? Are, d- Kathy, do the um, there's the, two companies that make the Girl Scout okay. cookies. We talked about this yeah. before. Yeah, and they're sold in different regions depending on where you are. All right, which, which company? So you're they're against. not competing them, against themselves. One of them, I think, is in our area. Marissa gave me this really cool article from Philly Mag uh, about um, foods that are. Uh, centric to our area as far as where they're produced. I'll get to it. It's lengthy. There's a lot of stuff, but I'll I'll, br- I'll whip that out one day. Do you know what pissed me off? Because I would love to try nothing can beat a cookie freshly out of the oven. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to try. Like, remember we had the, the guy who contacted us from Nabisco when they were here? Yeah. And we were going to get, like, freshly made Oreos. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I would love to try some of these Girl Scout cookies fresh <laughs> out of the oven. Well, so they're the makers are the bakers are in Richmond, Virginia, and Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, I was wrong. Okay, but you know what? Animal crackers are made right around here. Yes, oh, they that's, are. that's one of those. things. Yes. yeah, one of those classics. That wouldn't made. you want to try them right out of the oven? Wouldn't yeah, that be cool? For sure. Wait, uh, so, and yes. sorry, no, just back to the Girl Scout cookies real quick. Yes. It's, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, if you have two different bakers, they said that they do taste slightly different based on the region. So, like our yeah. thin mints are probably different than. I love our thin mints. I never, I, I never want them to leave. <laughs> so the Adventure Fools and the rest of the Girl Scout cookie portfolio will be available to purchase uh, sometime between January and April, depending on uh, when your local troop begins. You know what they need to do, honestly? But, uh, like a, a commercial, an infomercial, something, you know, uh, because if they're still dealing with pandemic sensibilities or people who are afraid to have daughtered, whatever the hell, mm-hmm. or at work or people, less people going to work, which is where a lot of the sales take place, um... You know, really get people. I know everyone seems to love the Girl Scout cookies. They shouldn't have really a dip in sales. Just find a different method to get the word out. Uh, by the way, from that Philly Mag article, yeah. one one of the um, cookies is made in our area. Uh, Keebler uh, did the uh, the tr- uh, the trefoil. Uh, I really like the, the shortbread cookies. I do too. They're great with tea. Uh, and it says here the <laughs> sit there and Kathy. I I do my knitting and I watch <laughs> Matlock and then I go to bed at three. Bacon sell the cookies in the display window of the city's gas and electric company at Broad and Arch in 1932. I guess is when they started doing that uh, yeah. for the Girl Scouts. Do you guys ever have those like uh, biscotti cookies? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a massive uh, fan. Like them or not? But it, do I'm not a massive fan. Dip them in coffee. They're so good. Kathy, the ones, wait. The ones you get on the plane? Mm, wait, I don't know about. That. I don't know. Cinnamon, Marissa. Yeah. I okay. love those. The ones I don't like are the ones that have that. Um, that a licorice yes, taste. Yeah. I know what you mean. I don't not, like that's those. Not biscotti cookies, but what is yeah, that? Some, Dennis, some, some right? biscotti. Yeah, yeah. I, Rochelle buys me biscotti from time to time, and I'll bite him one of those licorice ones. I'm like, no, 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 that's not Why would you do this to me? Um, yes. When you have the uh, when you have the um, biscotti, sometimes you'll the get them at a restaurant, Kathy, and they will be harder than diamonds. Yeah, I don't but like if those. you do dip, dip them in your yeah, they your, become good. They if you become dip them in the coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you get the crumbs in the coffee, and then you get I to the bottom of the coffee cup, and it's like I don't hate it. Uh, really? Yeah. You? I like crumbs in my coffee. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't you know. don't mind that little mush at the yeah, bottom? No. I like it too. All right. Do you sell monkey bread? It kind of flavors the coffee a little bit, I suppose. So every like around Christmas time, my cousin. His wife, who I guess is my cousin too, makes these delicious stuffed olives, and he always brings them over and and you dip gives them in me coffee. No, and then he also gives me two boxes of the Biscoff cookies. Oh, um, and that's the only time of the year that I eat them is in okay. the, around Christmas. I, the only time I eat them is when I'm taking a flight, yeah. uh, and there's one of, one of the airlines always hands those out as a little treat. 
Steve, I need to go back to something you mentioned earlier. Naked chocolate in yes. Newtown. I first I just pulled it up when you said it, and then uh, we yeah. moved on. But oh my, was this place awesome? Because it it is awesome. awesome. People are texting it, in about it. Yeah. All right, so it's, they have something called a relief box. I don't know yes. what it is, but I need one. So each of <laughs> so <laughs> Kathy, a release box. There's yeah, you actually fully release it to the box, and then. <laughs> uh, there are there so they're, they're little like little candies that would I mean they're cho- it's a chocolate little, they, like, uh, plastic chocolates but each of them has this in, incredible artwork on top of it so that you know truffles they usually call like it. a truffle oh, exactly yeah. I don't know why the word was eluding me but but um, I mean they are fantastic but go the hot chocolate there. Uh, is unbelievable. You oh, gotta okay. go. To, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. So the chocolate relief box is just a it's a box, box of chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> yeah. uh, they have dark chocolate espresso so beans. I, I ate so, so people people are saying they, they know about this place, Preston. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Several people were texting and saying Steve oh. is spot on. It's awesome. I like the look of that. I would like to get some of. That. I mean, and there's not a stinker in the lot, and they have trays and trays. And it's the kind of thing where you do break out the chart so you know what you're because you you're want to say, oh, I want to remember that one. Yeah, nice. All right. Um, wow, it's seven fifty. We got to take a break. So that's all the time that we have food for. Thanks for stopping by and come in again sometime. And we'll uh, we'll sit and eat and chat and drink and fart and fart and squeeze and squish and all that stuff. All right. Anyhow, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We got bizarre file stories on the way. We're going to do a contest this morning. Yeah. Uh, it involves Casey uh-huh. exclusively. Uh, so you won't want to miss on that, or you won't want to miss out on that. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact Me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, I want to give a, a plug again real quick because I think the uh, the mullet championship votings uh, yes. is taking place now. And there's a guy from our area, he's a Delco guy. So it's activated. Uh, his name is... Chris Cefeli and Marissa, did we post anything about that? I because I, he got back to me and I I forgot to get back to him. I'm sorry, I apologize, Chris. But we do want to make sure people know we got we got a horse in the race for the greatest mullet in the nation, and it's a damn good one. And you can vote for it. And the uh, so the proceeds are going to go to uh, soldier suicide. Half of the entry fees are going to go to that. So anyhow, um, we'll have uh, Marissa. Oh, hang on, she's 
chiming in. I actually talked to him yesterday, and he oh. made a little video for us. I'm going to post it right now on our Instagram page. Because I think voting is today, right? It just started, yep. Okay, all right. So let's vote for Chris for greatest mullet in the nation. <laughs> yes. Why not, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, Um. and there's another thing I wanted to get to, and I don't remember what it is, so we'll just do the Bizarre Five. <laughs> Kristen and Steve's Bizarre All right, let's uh, begin with this disturbing story. Uh, a Michigan man who sexually assaulted a Tickle Me Elmo doll oh. during a home inspection wants his charges dropped. Uh, Kevin Van Leuven, 59 years old, was charged earlier this month with an incident, indecent act with the stuffed doll and has requested that a judge ignore his verbal and written confession to police, which came after cops were called to a home in suburban Detroit in March. In his defense, uh, Elmo was asking to be tickled. Okay. Uh, He claims that he was improperly questioned while in police custody. Uh, On March 12th, Van Leuven was conducting a home inspection for a potential buyer. Two hours later, the homeowner, Jada Dodson, Checked out her home security cameras remotely to see how the inspection was going and was horrified to see him allegedly remove Elmo from her son's bedroom and do the dirty to the doll. Oh, my God. Uh, Van Leuven, this is according to Dodson, who testified, uh, unzipped his pants and began pleasuring himself in our son's closet with his Tickle Me Elmo. Dodson called 911. Police arrived at her home, and the responding officer, Deputy Patrick Yens, Recalled that she believed that a, a home inspector was pleasing himself with a doll, I believe, stated the court transcript. Jens questioned Van Leuven after showing him the home surveillance footage. And Van Leuven, quote, admitted to placing his unit in Elmo's mouth. Oh, in the on. doll's mouth. Uh, Jens added that uh, Van Leuven, quote, apologized and was ashamed of his actions. The the clarity of the of the video is unbelievable. And there's a point at which... He seemingly looks into the lens. He must have been unaware that it was a surveillance camera. Mm -hmm. The deputy testified that the evidence was seized from the home, saying in court, we collected Elmo and took Elmo in. Burn it. Uh, Van Leuven has uh, been charged with aggravated indecent exposure and malicious destruction of personal property. He spent more than five weeks in jail for the misdemeanor before posting bond. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is a weird one, and yet another hiking story, Nick. But not, right. a, not a fall. This is, uh, but this is, it's tragic, but very mysterious. So authorities in Mariposa County, California, are trying to determine why a family of three and their dog died on a remote hiking trail in the Sierra National Forest near Yosemite National Park. Uh, search and rescue workers found the bodies of John Garish, Ellen Chung, and their one-year-old daughter Miju, and the family dog on Tuesday near the Devil's Gulch area. So it's horrible. This whole family died. They have been reported missing on Monday night. Now, there was no immediate signs of trauma to the family members, no suicide notes or any other clear indications of what caused their death. First responders initially treated the area as a possible hazmat scene because of concerns that carbon monoxide from nearby mines could have poisoned the family. Right, yes. That has happened. But last month, also, the U.S. Forest Service warned that toxic algae had been discovered in the Merced River and urged people not to swim, wade, or allow their pets to drink the water. Yeah, there's a lot of mystery surrounding this. Yeah, and you know what? I wasn't aware of until recently how dangerous it is to drink from streams if you don't know about them, that it can flat-out kill you. So I bought those a while ago, and I know, Nick, you have personal filtration system, but you can take this... 
this device, right. this pen, and drink through it because uh-huh. you don't know what's in the water. Yeah. Uh, the bodies have been recovered and are being autopsy. They will likely have to wait for toxicology results, and that could take weeks to determine Jeez. the cause of death. Yeah. Christ. Um, and it's also at that area, it's very hot this time of year, and there was little shade, but the family was well prepared for a day hike, they said. Uh, there's no cell service in that area, so search and rescue crews had to rely on satellite phones for communication. There was a story in uh, Kentucky uh, years ago, Preston, where a similar a family or at least a couple members of a family were out hiking and they found them dead. And they were they, what they found out later is that they'd gone into a depression along the hillside mm-hmm. and th- there was methane right. that was leaking out from underneath. You would not know. Yeah, there's... You'd be overcome before you knew you were... In that area. Especially in western Kentucky, there's a yeah. lot of fossil fuels. Right, and, and right. So I could see that happening. Wow. Huh. All right, so what would you do with one of the fastest production cars ever made? Well, Mohammed Ahmed Abu Shaliba uh, thought that the Dodge Challenger Hellcat could outrun the cops. Well, not only was he right about the police cars not being able to keep up, Thanks to the Hellcat's top speed of 200 miles per hour, the helicopters couldn't keep up either. Uh, so here's what happened. The chase began on I-10 in the Houston area after police identified the car as stolen. Traffic was fairly heavy at the time, but the Hellcat seemed to have no problems at all cutting through it and finding enough open road to walk out of the bird's eye view. However, just as it seems that the Hellcat was gone... It was spotted on the side of the road just off the exit. It had apparently run out of gas. <laughs> That's the problem. With a 200-mile-per-hour yeah, car. It's got a big engine. You're going to burn through some fuel. Yeah. However, the driver was nowhere to be found. One thing that Abu Sh- uh, Shliba simply could not account for, though, was the persistence of the now five different law enforcement agencies that were in pursuit of him. And with the help of infrared technology, he was spotted hiding in a wooded area in the middle of a cow <laughs> pasture. And while it is unknown if he thought that he was home free or not, uh, Shaliba was then spotted calmly sauntering out of the woods, talking on a cell phone. Can you imagine? Course, the police sweep, swept in and grabbed him. Booking along on a regular street at 200 miles an hour? <laughs> no, God, no. That's, uh, that's insane. Because if you... If you hit another car that's yeah. going 100 miles an hour, it's like hitting a brick wall at 100 miles an hour. So it's crazy. Uh, here's a local story. I don't know if you guys caught this a few days ago, but the Pennsylvania Game Commission has safely captured a wallaby that was on the loose near Bethel Township, uh, but its origins remain a mystery. Bethel Township, is uh, that's in Delaware County. That is the, it's really close to... I don't know if that's Delco or or Chesco. I should know these things. Where are Wallabies native? I thought Bethel Township when we when we lived in um, uh, Upper Chai, it's uh, near, yeah, Garnet Valley, yeah, near okay. Garnet Valley, yeah. 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 So it was over that way. Uh, ah. So several residents called to report that the marsupial was hopping through a field on Wednesday. Okay. Officials say no wallabies have been reported missing in recent days. Anybody have any missing wallabies? Uh, the animal will be kept at a wildlife facility while the investigation into its origins is ongoing. So that's wallaby wild. is like a smaller kangaroo. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah well, so. I mean, there is an Outback Steakhouse near there, right? Yeah, it probably, probably works there. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that. <laughs> he Maybe he's on a work yeah. visa and uh, yeah, he's and, a chauffeur. Yeah, all right. Anyway. Yeah, there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to break. When we come back, I think it's contest time. All right. I think it's time all to right. give some stuff away, so we're going to play a game or two, and that will include some gift certificates from our friends at the Angelo Pizza who are here in conjunction with the Slice app, by the way. Oh. They brought in a bunch of pizza. 
Uh, and you can order their incredible homemade pies by downloading the Slice app and use the promo code Pizza Love, and you get ten dollars off your first order. Excellent. So that's the Slice app, and use Pizza Love as the promo code. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay close. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You Help You Line. Hello, this is Dr. J. Stephen Blake, board certified in gastroenterology. We're introducing the holistic colonoscopy. No IV sedation with the Michael Jackson drug propofol. You're awake and comfortable. You can drive yourself home after the procedure. If you don't want to drink the prep, we can take care of that as well. We're located at 6827 Germantown Avenue in West Area, Philadelphia. Call us at 215-849-4902, website jsblake.com, Instagram and Facebook, Blake GI. Have a great day. Next message. Hi, this is Brett from Indian Creek Foundation. We're a disability services provider located in Souderton, and we currently have openings for direct support professionals in our residential program. Pay starts at $15 an hour, plus we have great benefits, and you can earn a $2,500 sign-on bonus. Be sure to visit us at indcreek.org or give us a call at 267-203-1500. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. So we're going to play a game here, and you pretty much got a 50-50 shot at this. So it's pretty easy to win. Yeah. Uh, and if you do know the answer, uh, then, you know, if, if you're a fan of the show, there's a chance you'll know the answer. So um, it's a game we like to call Casey or Fakey. Ooh. And we'll explain because um, we haven't done this before. We've done similar things, uh, but this is a little bit different. Our friend Kyle who's a longtime listener of the show, Kyle Seep. Uh, S-E-I-P, I assume that's, you pronounce his last name, see. Um, he sends us from time to time, usually like twice a year, uh, a list of quotes that he has noted from Casey. Right. And he, he writes them down verbatim, and then he sends us this packaged list of these songs and the dates that, are uh, not songs, the things that Casey has said. And the dates when he said them. So it's completely chronicled. He is um, he's pretty flawless. We don't we've yep. never found a, an issue with anything that he's uh, made mention of. So he's very accurate. Yeah, I think it's a direct transcript. Yep. He must listen to the podcast. And it has to be write these down. So uh, we're going to read one to you, and you tell if it's legit or if we made one up. Two one five two six three WMMR is the number. So we'll give you a Casey quote. Is it a Casey or a fakey? And that's all you have to do. And we have um, a few different things that we have to give away amongst uh, these prizes. We got some beverages. We got some uh, food. Yeah, we have pizza. Some, we have some tickets. Yeah. Yeah, pizza. Yeah, pizza. 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 Uh, which, by the way, thank you to the Angelo Pizza for feeding us this morning. Apparently, that. What am that, I talking about? Yes. I am talking about the need to eat pizza. Pizza. That is the guy's name. His name is Angelo Pizza. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Yes. Yeah. His last name is Pizza. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's awesome. It's great. How could you not absolutely uh, end up in that industry? The Angelo Pizza. All right. All right, you guys want to try this out? Yes. I love that we're packaging it this way. Casey versus Fakey, and we'll go to Sean first and see how he does. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, what's up? Wetzel's Petzels. Wetzel's Petzels. Oh, my God. Mouth-watering. All right. (laughs) We're going to try this out. And by the way, um, uh, Kyle wrote in the email that he sent about this. He said, I had to dig deep for this. Ah. So he dug deep. I'm going to give you a quote, Sean. You tell me if it's a Casey or a fakey. You ready? Ready. All right. How about this? 
What happens if you take steroids and don't work out? Can you just take steroids, play video games, and get really muscular hands? Jesse Casey. That is correct. Absolutely. What do we have for him, Case? Uh, You know what, Sean? Since you were the first to get through, I'm going to give you our final pair of tickets to see John Mulaney. It's going to be October 12th. He had already sold out. He had already sold out 11 shows. 11 shows. He's uh, added a 12th. This is at the Academy Music. Tickets are uh, on sale. I don't know if they're available anymore, but you can check at Ticketmaster.com. All right. And, that's uh, almost like a residency he's here yeah. so long. Yeah, that's correct. And by the way, did we ever determine if you would just get muscular hands if you took steroids and played video games? Mm, no, I don't know if we figured that no, out or not. No, never got to the bottom did. of that. When no. I did read that, I uh, I was like, yeah, that's a really good question, though. Yeah. Like, you get jacked hands. <laughs> right. Oh, when you read this quote. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, we'll go next to Lisa. Hi there, Lisa. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Lisa, we're going to play Casey or Fakey. You ready to try this out? Sure. All right, here we go. When I see someone ugly driving down the road, I turn away from them so that the person doesn't think that I'm secretly judging them. (laughs) Casey. That's correct. (laughs) All right, what do we have for it, Case? All right, for you, Lisa, listen, we have a pizza pack from The Angelo Pizza, courtesy of our friends at Slice App. This is good for one uh, one of each pizza on The Angelo Pizza menu. This is a huge deal, and so congratulations to you. All right, and if, if Casey turns his head away from you quickly, you're ugly. You're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I do it so that I don't have bad thoughts about people, that, especially people that I don't know. You know what I mean? You like, don't want to have bad thoughts. No. You want to have good thoughts. I want to have good thoughts on people. All right, let's go next to... Mike. Yo, Mike. Hello. Hey, buddy, you're on. You ready to play Casey or Fakey? I am. All right, here is your quote. It can't be a coincidence that the word bus is sub spelled backwards and both are like long vehicles that transport people. (laughs) That sounds like a Casey. Wrong. That is Ow, my totally made up. Thank you. Good quote, by the way. Yes, the fakies are. It's gonna. This is going to be, be hard, difficult man. because they are so like something Casey would say. <laughs> All right, let's go next to uh, Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Danielle, uh, hang on, Danielle. Yes. Okay, you ready Can to play? Me? Yes, I, I am. Okay. <laughs> okay, very good. All right, so here is the next one that we have for you. Let's go with this. When I drive down the road, I look for dead bodies, bags of cash, and puppies. It can happen. Aunt Pat did it. Is that a Casey or a fakey? It's a fakey. It's a Casey? No, she said fakey. fakey. Oh, it's a fakey. fakey. Wrong. Yeah. Casey, actually. Casey actually said that. I, I don't understand that one in particular. What, what, what was? Could you read, read that back again, person? When I drive down the road, I look for dead bodies, bags of cash, and a bag of puppies. Okay. It can happen. Aunt Pat did it. I don't understand the Aunt Pat bit, did it part, but yeah. like I really do. And so Chuck D'Amico, who we work with, has right. found not bags of puppies, but he but found dead bodies. <laughs> no, not uh, dead bodies. 
but he has found a puppy. Right. And he's also found a cat. He's got a cat named Dave. Yeah. Uh, that he just finds on the side of the road. Side of the road. And yeah. so I want that. Like, I would just want to find... Uh, and by the way... Which would you prefer, a bag of cash, animal, or a dead body? I mean, a bag of cash first, okay. then right. animal. But, like, a bag of alive animals, by what the way. Want... Of, what about a bag of dead bodies? <laughs> I don't want a bag of dead okay. bodies. I just want dead body. Uh, but do you remember the Aunt Pam Pat thing? Maybe she found money on the side of the road or something? No. Try to remember the context. Um. Okay. By the way, this was, um, wow, you said that in 2008. Wow, that was a great year. Yeah, it was a good year. Uh, maybe my, my uh, mom told me a story about my Aunt Pat. I think somebody threw a bag of animals out the car window. And, uh, <laughs> and my a bag Aunt of Pat. random animals? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got a ferret in here, <laughs> yeah, and a meerkat. I think uh, Doctor Phil had a list of what was in the uh, in the bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got... <laughs> okay, I'm, I, I'm I'm kind six of six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. That's what I think it was. All right, we'll go to another caller. I have Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Good morning. Gadzooks. Uh, Gadzooks to you, sir. All right, we're playing Casey or Fakey, and here is your statement. You ready? How come Roman numerals are letters, but Roman letters aren't numbers? Was that on purpose? That's a case. I'm sorry. Hold on. What did you say? That's a case. No, that's a fakey. Dude, you are spot on, Steve. That is incorrect. Yeah, Steve came up with these fakies. (laughs) I was laughing my ass off reading these because... They're spot on. Exactly the type of thing that Casey would say. All right, we'll go to Patrick next. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, you ready for yours? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. What if Noah's Ark really did exist, but it was just an alien ship? Think about it. Uh, that's got to be Casey. Yeah. 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 Think Noah's Ark really did exist, but it was just an alien ship. Hey, that's Think actually about it. posed in the Ancient Alien series. I believe you know? it. Really? Yes, about all of those things that are... Of course, they tie every biblical thing to an alien. Of course. Yeah. What do we have for Patrick, by the way? For you, Patrick, we have a case of Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. Enjoy Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer at Plumsteadville Pub on uh, Northeastern Road in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. All right, we have more to go. I'm going to get uh, Seth. No, Patrick, hold on a second. I'm going to put you on hold. I will go to Seth next. Hey, Seth, good morning. How you doing? Uh, good. All right, uh, we are playing Casey or Fakey. You ready? Yep. All right, here's the next quote. I've never seen a fart in its purest form. I'd like to see if the butt cheeks ripple or anything, you know? I say that's a fakey. That's a what? Fakey, he said. Fakey. Uh, as in not real, right? Yeah. No, Casey actually said that. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I'm closing yeah. my eyes, press to see, like, just so I don't see which one you're reading off of, uh, to see if I can. I'm playing along right, as well. Right, right, right. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I said that one. <laughs> yep, a, a fart in its purest form. I'd like to see if the butt cheeks ripple or anything, you know? Still haven't seen that. Okay. Someday. Someday. Dare to dream. <laughs> you can actually find it online if you do a little search. <laughs> we'll have Scott on. Hey, Scott, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Scott, you ready to play this? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. When someone says they, quote, can't see a thing, are they really saying they can see a thing, which is nothing? Uh, Fakey. Casey? Yes. No, it's a fakey. Uh, Incorrect, sir. Uh, I told you, these are hard, man. <laughs> Casey, what did you think? I, I was, um, actually, I, I, I didn't have an answer for that one. Really? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't tell. 
Even you. Even I couldn't tell that one. Wow. All right, let's go over to Jason. Hi there, Jason. Hey there. Hey there. All right, so we're doing uh, Casey or Fakie. You set? I'm all set. All right, here's the next one. Don't you think if we dressed up our cars like bears, we would hit less deer because they would be afraid to jump out in front of them? <laughs> that sounds like a case. To yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? I said that? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's an element of genius in something. What do we have for him? <laughs> uh, we have a case of Michelob Ultra Organic <laughs> Seltzer. Which delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. And you can enjoy Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer at Pints and Pies on Northampton Street in Easton, PA. You know what's great about these is some of these, you're, you're serious. When, when you know, yeah. You're not just joking around. No, no, no. no. It's very that serious. one I'm not sure, though. Well, we were talking about, I, I, I think I remember that, about the, you know, the, the damage and, and how there's no effective way to, to stop deer collisions in, in very rural areas. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and then and, also, and you could camouflage or do something to scare the deer off. And I don't know why deer hunters spend all that time walking deep into the woods. When, when they're, they're right all, on the road. When they're right on the all road. All the time. Yes. Come By to our way, parking lot. That one uh, was on um, October 30th, 2007. Hmm. So Keith really did dig deep for these. So thank you, Keith. We appreciate that. All right, next caller. Uh, Kyle. Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. Yeah. Yes, Kyle Seep. All right, uh, Jake. Good morning, Jake. Where'd you get that hat, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, big dog. All right, here is one for you. You ready? Yep. All right. Is this Casey or Fakie? Cleavage is like dark matter. It's the spot between the boobs, but there's nothing there. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Fakie. You're going to say Fakie? Uh, yes. No, that's a Casey. That's a- <laughs> Sorry, my man. Damn it, Casey. Yep. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> so cleavage, you know, you feel that it's actually not. It's it's the lack of something. It's the lack of something. It's mm-hmm. it's a shadow. It's a shadow, it, right? Like that's it's a that's, valley. Yeah, it's a valley, and uh, uh, yet it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. All right, we'll go next to. Uh, let's see. I think it's Mike. We're going to go to. Hey, Mike. Good morning. I want to eat, goddammit. Yeah, nice. Eat, God damn it. That's way back. All right, Mike, here is your quote. Let's see if you can get it right. Okay. Before the invention of the camera, history was really just something that some person said. Uh, God, they're all so good. I'll say fake, not yeah, real. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Right. Completely made up. And that means all you're right. a winner. Hang on the line, Case. What do we got for? All right, Mike, you have won our final pizza pack. This is good for one of each of the pizzas on the Angelo Pizza menu. All right. And hang on the line. We'll get that info, and we'll set you up with that. And by the way, the the pizza thing, Marissa's saying it's more than, it's like... um, Like, you're going to get, like, it's it's essentially like a book of, of gift cards, right? That you can, and so each gift card is good for one of the pizzas on Angela's menu. Yes, yeah, so you're getting like multiple pizzas. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's solid. All right. Uh up next is John on line four. Hey John, morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, sir. All right, you ready to play? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Doves are always associated with peace, but there have to be dickhead doves. <laughs> gotta be Casey. I have no idea. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. a fake one. Oh my God. It is a fake one, Casey. Never said that, but it certainly sounds like you would have. Sorry about that, John. That's so good, Steve. Yeah. All right, let's go to 
Another John. John S. Hey, John. Hey, what's going on? You guys rock. <gasps> Thank you, man. All right, here is your Casey or Fakey. Let's see if you get it right. Here we go. If you ever want to feel young, go to a podiatrist. Chances are you'll be like 20 to 30 years younger than the average patient. <laughs> I'll, I'll say Casey. Yes, yeah. yes, that is definitely a Casey observation. And John won a prize. What are we going to set him up with? All right, for you, John, we have given you a case of Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, which delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. You can pair your Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer with Wood Fire Oven Artisan Pizza at La Porta in Glen Mills. Casey, also a urologist. Yeah. Uh, if you want to feel young, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, can, yeah. you can go and hang out in the <laughs> waiting room there. Uh, let's go over to listener Jim. Hey, Jim, you're on the air. Hey, what's up? Yo, bud. All right, you're playing Casey or Fakey. You ready to give this a shot? You got it. All right, here's your quote. Next time I see a human skull, I want to see one with a nice smile. <laughs> Every time I see a skull, it has mangled teeth. That's Casey. Yes! Yes! I actually thought that was you, Steve. That's so good. All right, Jim, you win. Hang on a second. All right, so uh, you got a case of Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer, which delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. And you can enjoy it at the Plumsteadville Pub on Northeastern Road in Doylestown. And by the way, that one came out in 2010, that particular quote. Uh, it was said in uh, March of that year. 3-11 day, actually. Yes. March, March 11th, yep. Uh, let's go over to, we have time. How many more prizes do we have? Uh, we have a bunch more prizes, but we don't have a lot of time. So I think we got time for like maybe three more. All right, three more. Here we go. Hey, Doug, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Doug, here's your quote. Let's see if you can get it right. If an Alpine rescue dog doesn't find someone who's trapped in an avalanche, do they still get a treat? Wouldn't that sort of train them to let people die? I'm gonna. That's too dark. I'm gonna have to go fakey. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that was a made up one. And Doug wins. What are we gonna give him? All right, we got a case of Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer, which delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. You can enjoy it at Pints and Pies on Northampton Street in Easton, PA. All right, let's go. <laughs> To another caller, and it is John B. Hey, John, how you doing? Good. Bam, ba, bam, ba, bam, ba, bam, slash, slash, bam. Yeah, well nice. Excellent. All right, here we go. This is yours. Kangaroos are Australia's version of deer, and they kind of look the same. Not really, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. <laughs> I'll say fakey. No. no I, I, said that. I totally that said that, man. I remember that one. Yep. He laughed too hard. Uh, I know, because it's ridiculous. But it's the the thing that I laughed at was me kind of giving up on what I was saying. Right. I was like, I said it. I was. Uh, I had a conviction to it, and then I second-guessed myself, and then I said, you never passed. mind. Yeah. Right. All right, we're doing one more, I think? Yeah. All right, let me go to Jamie. <laughs> Hi, Jamie. How you doing? Those Caseyisms are real. <laughs> oh, my God. You win anyway. All right, Jamie, here we go. Let's see if we can get this right. Okay. Do you think a waterbed would work better if you filled it with pudding? <laughs> Something with that consistency, consistency would feel great. Mm, I'm going to say Casey. Yes! yes! Yay! Woo! Woo! 
Hang on, Jamie. You win. Here's what you get. All right. We have a case of Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer, which delivers a clean and pure liquid that is as real as it tastes. You can pair your Mick Ultra Organic Seltzer with Wood Fire Oven Artisan Pizza at La Porta in Glen Mills. All right. So uh, that's all we have time for. And uh, there are still several other Caseyisms here, so maybe we can save those for another time. Uh, Casey or Fakey, thank you. Thank uh, you, Steve. Kyle, and thank you, Steve. No problem. Uh, setting us up with those. We do need to take a break. Case, can you clear those for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we can uh, move along, and then we'll get our guest on. There's a movie coming out called Everybody's Talking About Jamie, and we are going to have the stars and director of that movie on when we return. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Join Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from 3 to 5 at Family and Company Jewelers, 65 East Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, for an MMRBQ ticket raid. Win tickets every 15 minutes. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. So we have uh, three people joining us, and they're here to talk about a film that looks like a lot of fun. It does. looks great. Uh, it's called Everybody Talking About Jamie, and uh, tells the story of Jamie New, a 16-year-old that dreams of becoming a drag queen. And we have uh, a screening coming up at the PS, uh, PFS Boars uh, September 10th, and then uh, the movie will launch on Amazon Prime on September 7th. And we have three people, so we will welcome the stars, Max Harwood, Lauren Patel, and the director, Jonathan Butterell. Hey. Hey. Good morning hey. and welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. Our pleasure. So you're here in Philadelphia. We're like, we're doing a, a Zoom interview, and you guys are uh, at the Logan, which is a great hotel with a beautiful view right behind you. Sorry you can't be... Here in the studio, but, uh, you know, COVID protocols and all. But uh, uh, we appreciate you taking the time out today. So uh, let's start with you, Jonathan. So you have uh, experience with this show in in a stage sense, um, have never done film. Are we correct about that? That's correct. It's my first film. Wow. And first film for both Max and Lauren as well. So you're all kind of newbies in this realm, right? We yeah, all yeah. newbies, Jamie newbies. <laughs> Wonderful, but the the subject matter comes from a documentary. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the documentary is called Jamie Drag Queen at Sixteen. Uh, I saw that on on the BBC Three about seven years ago, um, and it was about a Jamie Campbell, a sixteen year old boy. And the opening shot is him getting off a bus in his own community, which is a working-class community. He gets off the bus in his school uniform. He says directly to camera, my name's Jamie and I want to be a drag queen. And we pan down and see him in the most fabulous pair of shoes. <laughs> and I saw this documentary and, and saw the love that his mother poured into him and also how the community shifted around him to accept him and make a safe space in which he could be himself. I just thought I wanted to tell this story. Well, you know, I I, I love musicals uh, because they can tell a story in a, in a unique way uh, that that really impacts if it's done correctly. And this story, you know, is is can be germane to anybody in their life experience, looking to be the person they are and having the courage Absolutely. to do that, and finding out more often than not now than perhaps in the past, that you're going to be accepted. I mean, what comes to mind is uh, the acceptance of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Look at how popular the show just cleans up at the uh, the Emmys, and uh, it's it's a huge hit. So this is the perfect time for this movie to come out. 
I would hope so. I would really hope so. Feel, I mean, particularly we've been in a very strange time in the world that we've not been able to come together in a community. And this, this, this story's full of joy, you know, and it's essentially really about a young person take, taking their place with joy in the world. So it is universal. I, I actually, I don't think it's even age-related. No. It's, it's yep. time is now. Anybody, any age should take their place in the world. So Max uh, and uh, 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 Lauren, you're both you're newbies as well. And Max, you we you uh, yes. was this the first <laughs> the first audition you'd ever gone on for this role? Yeah, it was my first like movie audition ever. So I I was not expecting to get it. I sort of was using it as a sort of <laughs> uh, way to learn and um, to see if this is like maybe something that I can handle, like an audition process and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it was after like about seven rounds of keep getting asked to go back in that Jonathan offered me offered me the role. And did you yeah, did you did you, did you think as you kept getting asked back that you? I mean, because obviously they saw something, but I think on your side you must have felt like I, I must not be doing it right, or I must not be. You know, they they kept bringing you back in. What, what was your mindset having never experienced the audition process? Well, there isn't there is totally an element of that, but like I think. Um, with auditions, I know that if you hear nothing, that means no, like, right. often or not. So I know that if they're asking you to come back, they're, like, wanting to see something more of you rather than that you're maybe necessarily doing something wrong. But I also wasn't very aware that they were, you know, seeing other people for the role. You know, they saw, Jonathan saw, like, over 3,000 young people uh, in this film. So I knew that, you know, I didn't know at what particular stage that how many people would be left and stuff like that. Right. So, um, yeah. All right, so so Max is starring as, as Jamie, and then we have Lauren. Lauren, who is your character, and how does that relate to Jamie's character, or to the character of Jamie? Yeah, I um, I play a character called Pretty Pasha, and she's Jamie's best friend in the film, and she is just um, Johnny and our writers, Tom McRae and Dan Gilstersells, are saying when they sat down to, like, create her, they were just thinking, what is the polar opposite of Jamie that we can have? Um, and so she very much is that, but she's also his best friend and they just work. Now, no, yeah. Jamie obviously is, is, is a real person. Um, and Max, did you ever, did you get to interact? Did you want to interact with Jamie? What was your mindset in Because you're playing somebody and you want to do it right, but yeah. you, right? Yeah, I um, really luckily actually got to meet Jamie about three or four weeks out of our first principal photography shoot. Uh, and I, although I was nervous about doing that, it actually eased my nerves because I think whenever you, you know, make these biopics sort of inspired by stories, you have to, as an actor, you want to like honour the person and you want to be respectful of, you know, that story that you're telling. And Jamie Campbell and his mum and his nan came completely on board with the project. They were on set. They hung out a lot and they were completely supportive. And I wanted to anchor my performance in, you know, the reality of this person and having getting to spend time with Jamie and speaking to him about stuff that, you know, doesn't exist in the world that's more private really helped me to bring some authenticity to the role for right. sure. And I was so grateful for them. Jonathan, obviously, when you have a musical, um, you, you know, you have to have great sets, you have to have big eye popping moments and so on. But it's nothing without the music. So tell us a little bit about that. And is there. Is there a song that you think is going to break out of this movie? Um, well, Dan Gillespie Sells, our composer, you know, he had a band in Britain, so has a band called The Feeling. And actually Tom McRae, our writer and lyricist, he's a first-time lyricist. Oh, my this. God. <laughs> so it's a first time for many people. Dan's never made a movie, you know, and actually Dan and Tom had never created a musical. So there's lots and lots of firsts. And hopefully that brings the kind of freshness. But with regards to the music, I wanted the music to be pop. 
Um, I wanted the music to be reflective of the community that it sat in and what music they would listen to. So really, it's, it, the essence of it is, is truly pop. You know, we, we, we play with, the, with, what, with what the sound is. You know, Margaret, Jamie's mom, you know, isn't current in her, in her song. So we, we imagine Justice Springfield singing her stuff. Ooh. But it's essentially pop. And the great thing about music is it goes straight through to the heart. Either, you know, we all have those songs in our past that we remember that just takes us directly to, to a place or a time. And I just wanted to make that feeling again, that you, you, the, the, the music, the pop music goes directly to the heart. It makes you want to dance or it just takes you to an emotional place. And music does that like nothing else. So uh, I'm a fan going back to, um, you know, the MGM musicals and, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, um, an American in Paris and Singing in the Rain and, and on through to even some of the more current ones, uh, Sing Street and, and things of that nature. Um, the... the um, when you when you have the right collection of people and you have the right music, points that are made, you know, just with regular dialogue become so enhanced. But you also run the fine line of having it be a debacle. And it's as a first time director to direct a musical with numbers on this level. I mean, were, were you were you chain smoking? Were you hand wringing? What were you doing? How did you get through? <laughs> you can, I mean, if I, if I did smoke, I would be chain smoking. <laughs> I, do I do remember that I really didn't sleep. You know, I think I slept three hours a night for like fourteen weeks. Um, but I loved it. I mean, yeah. what it allowed me to do, what what cinema allowed me to do, is it allowed my imagination to fly. You know, particularly with the musical numbers. You know, and it, the, the musical numbers for me came out of Jamie's imagination. Right. So that allowed my imagination to totally take flight. So we transfer, we just transform his classroom, ordinary classroom, and suddenly he'd be out of his ordinary classroom into a pop video. And he'd go from his classroom out into a, an amazing nightclub onto a great catwalk. Um, we transform a dining hall in a school into the most amazing ballroom for for Pretty to kind of express her love and to go for it, you know. And also, like you say, in the more intimate numbers, it is, it's delicate how you suddenly step into singing or step into music. But I think when, when the emotion is enough, it feels very natural to the audience that something yeah. lifts into song. Well, something you said must be incorrect because the police are coming in the background. Right, hear that. right. <laughs> hey, Max, I, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, each year I host an event called Walk a Mile in Her Shoes, and uh, we get a bunch of guys together and we walk in high heel shoes. It's for uh, 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 domestic violence, raising money for victims of domestic violence. And it's a symbolic thing that we do. However, in, in seeing the trailer, uh, your character, uh, Jamie, has these... Huge platform stiletto, <laughs> yes. red high heels that are stunning. Now, had you had experience walking in heels before this movie? And if <laughs> not, how difficult was it to adapt to that? I hadn't had um, much or no experience walking heels at all. And I had an amazing uh, coach called Sean Niles, who's like been a dancer for Kylie Minogue. And we spent lots of time in Pineapple Dance Studios in London just walking around the room to Whitney Houston, making sure my ankles didn't break. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, I had lots of preparation. And um, the thing is about, you know, this role and so many things is that so many things I hadn't done before and I was so excited to get to do them all. And it was like, you know, I went away for like summer camp to become a drag queen essentially <laughs> for like two months. And, um, and it, was, it, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Did you get pretty good at your own uh, makeup application or did somebody handle that each time? 
oh, well, I obviously I had a makeup artist from film that did my makeup, but trust and believe I went to CVS and Walgreens and got myself loads of makeup. <laughs> nice. I looked, I, look, I can make myself look great, don't worry. All right. Well, and then, listen, it's you see, and if you watch the RuPaul's show, I, the, the, you know, there's a level of artistry. We actually, in, in town here, they, the, there's a, a gay bingo event. And you, and it's uh, the people who run it are are, are drag queens and, and uh, they are roller skates roll on roller yeah. skates yeah. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's an amazing thing to see and and yeah. and the, the the costumes and all that stuff uh, it, it is amazing. I have to ask, did you have any reactions to the makeup? Because a, a lot of it, you know, when I've talked to these uh, these people who participate in it, a lot of times you find out you're allergic to certain makeup. <laughs> no, luckily I, ha- I didn't have any allergies. We, like we had lots of tests, but um, in terms of reacting in a different way, like I definitely like was so shocked to see myself in the makeup for the first time because it's like drag is completely transformative. So yeah, that was the only reaction I had. Shocked, really. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good, Lauren. I wanted to ask you. Your your character is sort of the um, uh, you know is is the confidant, the friend, the 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 the, the emotional courage. Uh, there and and it's a character that always is is a character that the you're sort of the voice of the audience saying go for it you know um, and but you yourself are a big fan of of uh, musicals as well and you guys got a chance to go to I believe L A and you wanted to visit one site that was tied to a musical you love explain what that was <laughs> yeah um, I'm a borderline obsessed with the movie musical La La Land oh me too um, say so I. I've talked more about it on this press tour than the movie that I'm <laughs> meant to be promoting. We love it. Um, yeah. I think I'm trying to get hired as their publicist. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we got to um, when we were in LA. We went. Me and Max went to Griffith Park where they shot some scenes for La La Land, and it was great. Oh. Um, well, best time. We had Damien Chazelle, the uh, director and, and writer, in the studio. You know when it was oh being released, God. and and uh, it's one of those that again, it's again talking about. What a musical can do. Yes. That every time it's on, you get brought into the story and yep. it's it's just brilliant. So uh yeah. you know, and and so right here with you guys, the reviews are coming in, and I I'll just yeah. read a line from one of the reviews. it says uh, a glowing review said it's radical in its loving optimism. Ah. And oh. that 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 is a feel good, you know, to to tap into good feelings now, as you said, Jonathan, earlier on, especially with all this going on, it couldn't come at a better time. Yeah, I couldn't be more moved by that. I mean, you're telling me that for the first time, and I go, that, you know, loving optimism is what it is. You know, the the essence of this story is pure joy, you know, and it's about about having joy in your life and being able to express that fully. And uh, I'm rather moved by that, and I've never heard that. Oh, well, I'm glad to bring it to you. I wanted to ask each of you, you know, now we know uh, you, uh, Lauren, it's it's La La Land. Uh, Do, uh, give me your, everyone else's favorite musical. I have so many, you know, as as a kid, I'd watched every single musical there was. But, you know, if somebody pushes me to favorites, it's really difficult. Okay. But. I do go. I, I will go to Sound of Music. Oh, I do, I do, oh it's great. I do think. I do think Do Re Mi <laughs> is about the building blocks of music and what joy it can bring. And I think it, just how Maria teaches those kids about that joy is, in essence, what musical does. You know, and so I, I'll, I'll say that. Yes. No. That's I, a good choice. My my favorite musical is On the Town. Oh, um, great. Yeah. yeah. 
I just love it. I got to see the revival on Broadway when I came um, on a school trip, and it was like my first Broadway show, and I loved the movie. Good choice. Growing up. Um, yeah, so I love that. I'd love to see a, I'd love to see a remake of that movie. So let's manifest together. Well, <laughs> hopefully you guys have now created someone else's favorite music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll find out when that yeah. hits. And like I said, uh, the PFS Boars on September 10th is when we'll see it here in Philadelphia. And then Amazon Prime is going to have it available on September 7th. So great to have you guys in our city. Wonderful. Uh, can't wait to see the movie. Such a positive uh, um, message. So uh, congratulations and, and good luck with everything. Thank you, Thank, you so Thank you so much. Thank you. Go to the Thank mix, you. and Lauren, let's hear it for you guys. The movie is called Everybody's Talking About Jamie. You know, as you were mentioning, Steve, uh, La La Land, there's, there's a scene in that movie that just gets me every single time. It's when they're going to meet uh, to see uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Yes, He's yes. in the theater. Yeah. He's waiting. The credits are, the, the opening credits are happening. She comes walking in and is so cinematically perfect. Yeah. She's standing so that the projector is hitting her, right? And all these kind of bluish and green colors, yeah. And the uh, the kind of romantic music that opens that film is playing, and they they see each other and they pause, and it's just, man, do I love that it. again? Love it. Some the, the 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 inclination for a lot of people is to be very dismissive of musicals because oh that what they just start singing, right? Um, <clears throat> and so to that the, that point, I would recommend the show that's on Apple TV called Schmigadoon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a parody of Brigadoon. Yes. But in a funny way, and it takes all of those um, criticisms of musicals and sort of turns it around so you appreciate what they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's done in a really nice a really nice way. Okay, so I don't know anything about Brigadoon, so do I need to? If, no, go, it, right. no, you don't. But Brigadoon, the story is this, this town appears... I think once every hundred years or t- whatever the story is, and it's a, it's a classic like musical. Mysteriously, mysteriously out in the woods. Okay. This guy, you you have to get lost, yes. and then all of a sudden, right. where am I? You know, so, so it's that type of thing. Right. And in a, in a bold move, they went with the title Schmigadoon. <laughs> I love that. And it's actually really well done, but it is a musical. Nice, excellent. Um, and if we ever have Damien Chazelle on again, I gotta tell him. I gotta. I got a lavish praise because when he was here, I yeah. didn't. You I, wasn't, I wasn't into it. You hadn't seen it. Yeah. yeah. So, but, what guests uh, like that um, have come in over the years, and you you wish you had seen it, or you wish you were oh, a bigger fan? Because uh, I have uh, one as well. Chaz Palminteri. Well, Chaz is one. I, yeah. So the first time we had him, I had, and and uh, a Bronx Tale was ancient by then already. It had been come out ages ago. Right. Right. And I had never seen it. And then after we had him in, and I'm so on. Uh, thankfully, we had him on a couple more times right. after I saw it, so I was able to like yesterday really <laughs> lavish praise on him. Jason Siegel was in uh, one time, and it was, I think he was actually promoting um, uh, the I Love You Man. Or maybe I was, Love You Man. I Love yeah, You Man, yeah. 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 And, and uh, I hadn't seen that yet. I only really knew him from the sitcom work, and I just, I wasn't a huge fan. And then I realized afterwards how talented and smart and funny the guy was. And when he was here, I hadn't seen uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have seen uh-huh. that, because that movie's outstanding. I know, and it's now it's <laughs> top ten, right? Yeah. So. yeah there's, there's, a, there's a number, <laughs> and not actually... Adhering to that particular conceit, but I'd like to get the director James Wan back in. Yeah, he came in when they were, you know, saw and all that <clears throat> right at the beginning. But since then, he's gone on to do the Conjuring movies, Preston yeah. and Aquaman. Right. And I'm a big fan of his work. And you know, I'd love that chance to get you know to say, "Hey, <laughs> I saw it." Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we got a few minutes to play with, and it is Friday. And if we don't get to the junk tour, it's oh. just gonna. I'm gonna have to throw the whole thing out without ever. Dip- Sifting through and seeing what things need to be brought up. So, uh, especially this one. 
Uh, OnlyFans, yeah. you know the site? Banning sexual explicit content starting in October. When I saw this headline, my head exploded because the truth of the matter is, that's what got OnlyFans to the dance. Now, I mean, that's the whole, you know, that's what gave it its full momentum and steam was that, oh, forget about it. Just come over to my OnlyFans site where you can really see everything. It's not what it was designed for. No. and But well, it, it helped propel it to the, into the stratosphere. Um, nudity is still going to be on there, right? But okay. not porn, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so they it's they're not dropping it right all together. But they said in a statement, in order to ensure the long term sustainability of the platform and to continue to host an inclusive community of creators and fans, we must evolve our content guidelines. Uh, they added that uh, the challenge the changes come after requests from banking partners and payout providers. Yes, uh, they said it's a massive shift for a service that has become a Major space for adult content as the creator economy has exploded. And the money... So uh, there is a documentary. It's on Hulu, I believe. And it's about the whole OnlyFans phenomenon, Preston. And the money to be had. And the people who do this in their own bedroom and are making incredible cash, Mm -hmm. that's going to go away. Uh, Like other social platforms, OnlyFans allows its creators to either offer content for free or else... While their live streams, videos, and messages behind paid subscriptions, I mean, all uh, this, creators can also earn revenue through tips or paid messages. I mean, all this really does is—is is it just creates another outlet? Then, right? So if well, somebody, somebody, can, somebody can come in and do it, yeah. they, right. now, they reached the point where it became a big enough business venture to want to entice the banks to participate. But somebody will come in your right case and will fill the void of the more pornographic material that OnlyFans is casting adrift. So the website, which was founded in 2016, says that it has 130 million users. <laughs> it pays out more than $5 billion to its creators, who number one the, more than 1.5 million each year. Preston, you know that that uh, Danielle Bazzoli, or what was she's bad, bad baby? You know, the one from the Dr. Right. Phil show? Oh, the, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Cash yeah. Me Outside Girl? Yeah. So she turned 18. She... Uh, Went on OnlyFans with a graphic site. Nick, if you can check this, I believe this is the case. Within at least maybe one, maybe just two or three days, a million dollars had been made. The first person to make a million dollars was Bella Thorne, I was reading Bella this Thorne. morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, by the way, it's uh, it's best known uh, for uh, as a haven for sex workers and influencers wanting to promote and sell access to adult content, of course. Uh, the company on Thursday said that it would still allow creators to post nudity as long as it is consistent with their acceptable use policy, even though it was banning what it called the posting of any content containing sexually explicit conduct. Now, the use, pol- use policy prohibits violence, rape, and lack of consent, among other content. And it also bans the depiction or promotion of escort services, sex trafficking, or prostitution. Uh, it's up, uh, Connor found it online here, Preston. It says, six days after turning Oof. 18 in April, Bagoli made $1 million in her first six hours <laughs> wow. on the platform. God. So that's the thing. So there is a lot of money that has been made on this site and a, and a lot of users, but majority a vast majority of those of those people that are creating content out there uh, are, are not making that much money no no but uh, but i mean yeah uh, yeah so you just you know if, if you're out there and you're thinking well i need to make some money let me just put up an only fans and do but, things that like i don't necessarily want to do but i feel like i can do to make money you're you know well, was, you're not gonna make watch it. watch watch this documentary because it's and it's not so maybe you're not making a million mm-hmm. but they're making an, an additional 
four or five grand a week or something. I yeah. mean, like, so you're, you're, um, it's crazy, but it, it's wild that, um, this is what I've always associated OnlyFans with, mm-hmm. and now they're changing that business model. Uh, OnlyFans said it would be sharing more details in the coming days. They said we will actively support and guide our creators through this change in content guidelines. Uh, the decision was met with criticism, with some comparing it uh, to blogging platform Tumblr's move in 2018 to ban images and videos featuring adult content, including pornography. Experts at that time... Uh, said the sweeping ban threatened to alienate communities, including LGBTQ users, sexual assault survivors, and sex workers who used the service to connect with each other and talk about safety issues. I follow an account that's uh, ragtime music performed by Queefing, <laughs> and, oh, wow. and uh, <laughs> I wonder if that's going to stay around. Sorry. Okay, stop. Enough. There are uh, stop this, please. Stop this right now. There are at least five or six uh, Preston and Steve girls over the years who um, have made a lot of money or made a decent amount of money on OnlyFans, and I'm really curious as to what they're going to do. And some of them took it to certain levels that would probably be considered pornographic. Some of them were were just posting sexy pics. Yeah, yeah. But but they used it as one version or another of of sex work. Have you asked any of them how much money they've made roughly? I've asked one. And what what kind of response did you get? Uh, uh enough to go on vacation every year to supplement um uh, what she does for a regular living, a you know, quote unquote real job. Um it 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 pays for all of the fun that she and her okay. husband have. But it's not a career for them. Well, but, but... it's not a career for her because she has another job, but right. I think that she could quit that other job and do this full time. So you think she makes as much on OnlyFans as she does in her job? She already has a pretty well-established... I mean, it's Sarah. If, yeah, she's, yeah, not, yeah. she's not shy about it. <clears throat> but, uh, she has a, a, a well-established online presence um, as a model, but she uses OnlyFans to make a lot of money, and she's done really well as a result. So I went in through... Um, uh, it was Home Depot, and, and they have a, a site that is OnlyFans. It's just fans. Oh, yeah. No, it's only it's fans. Only it's fans. Only fans. Ceiling Floor fans. fans. Right. Ceiling fans. Box fans. Yeah. And, okay. And yeah. I was like, whoa, where's the sex? Right. right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, it's a big uh, shift in what they're doing. All right, listen. I got another social media thing thing. Facebook unveiled a new virtual reality app for users of its Oculus Quest 2 headset yesterday that's Damn! meant for office workers that can be used to make colleagues feel like they're having a meeting sitting in a conference room. No, oh, okay. Because you need that. Boring. The free, yeah, but what if you make it look like, um, uh, you know, the cantina from Star Wars? Okay, I'm listening like that, now. You know, okay, right? all right, so hang on. Um, I don't know if that's an option, we, but you could. In Ready Player, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. In, in Ready Player One, they have those chat rooms. Yeah, chat rooms like the the one they... H's in, basement. In the book, it was, uh, it was um, the Family Ties living room oh, was yeah. their chat room. That's kind of cool. Well, you know, if you go, like, for example, if you go use the Oculus and you go into the Netflix app, Preston... Have you ever watched? Oh a, yeah. Right, so you're like you're in like a ski in show. An IMAX theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a 110 inch screen in front of you. Yeah. And and you have you look out the window and there's the mountains. It's very cool. It is. Uh, I think also what they're doing to this, as far as an office application, 
is the ability, and they're going to have an interface with your computer so that you are, you're basically, it's almost like Minority Report. You have your com- your computer screen right. up in front of you, and you you're physically grabbing documents and all right. that stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, by the way, speaking of the, the Oculus and, right, and right, the right. environments, there, there's... Sometimes in, in essentially what's the waiting room, which is where you decide what games you want to play right. and so on, I'll just sit in there uh, and just look around. I do, too. For a while, because there's usually, there's one where you're overlooking, like, this gigantic valley. You're sitting in this on this terrace. It's essentially yeah. like, a, a, like a hotel room with this giant deck, and... And there's balloons up in the sky, and there's a waterfall, and you hear the birds and stuff. And I will just sit back <laughs> hey, and yeah. look around. Did you did you do the uh, the Apollo Eleven launch yet? Did you do the trip to the moon? No, but I have done the International Space Station. Did uh, you do Did you do Chernobyl? No, you can go around Pripyat. Nice and and all that. It's it's cool. I, I, listen, I am a I am a sucker. I think it it sort of had a sputtering moment. VR, but I think it's going to come back on strong. Yeah, the thing I I think they really need to, for me at least, that they need to work on is um, I get like hot and sweaty with that thing on because you get so horny. I get really really horny, but I also <laughs> no, I just my temperature runs a little warm. Yeah, and... they, they need they need the headsets to be ramped down a little bit as far as you know just just that enclosure thing. But listen, they, they keep getting better. Preston, this is the Chernobyl. The, the clip is running on the. Uh, Screen here in the studio. It's pretty amazing. Nice. I'll have to check that out. So, by the way, uh, so the app, the free app is called Horizon Workrooms uh, for Facebook. It's an effort to move virtual reality beyond entertainment uses like gaming. Allows up to 16 users of the VR headsets to meet in a virtual conference room with each person represented by a customizable avatar. Uh, the cartoon-like avatars are seen as an upper body above a virtual chair. Up to 34 other people can join the meeting as video callers who appear in a grid-like flat screen inside the virtual conference room. Uh, the headset, headset started $299, and uh, they're light. They're only about a pound. Not bad. Uh, but if you have them on for a long amount of time, it can be a bit much. And you can get an app where Jeffrey Tubin pleasures himself in the corner, mm-hmm. which is very Ooh, cool, yeah. All right, so if you were to... Um, do this virtually, and you could have like any room to do your like. We we have meetings every what Monday, and Wednesday, right? Right. Where would you like to have our our meetings set virtually? On the International Space Station. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have uh, Bill come floating in? What about you? Casey? I don't know. I I don't. Uh, I asked the question you know, without really having an answer. Um, I'd have to think about that. The I'm purple orchid. Sure. There you go. <laughs> Done deal. The hairy donut. All right. Let me see what else. Uh, beautiful people are more likely to get hired, receive better performance evaluations, and get paid more. And listen, I, I've known that that's how I got most of my work, <laughs> you know, and, and I, 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 that's my privilege. But it's not just because of their good looks, according to new research from the University of Buffalo School of Management. So uh, they found, a study that was done found that while a beauty premium does exist across yeah. professions, it's partially... Because attractive people develop distinct traits as a result of how the world responds to their attractiveness. Essentially, they're confident because of the way we, the average person, treat beautiful people. And they get used to that. And therefore, they have a confidence going into situations that the non-attractive people don't quite have. Haven't you always known that? That somebody is more inclined to be yeah. gregarious and more yeah. inclined to, fe- to to be... Be more, confident. Right, because it's of the reinforcement. reinforcement. Yes, yeah. not you be know? afraid of failure. Yeah. So That's they, why when Quasimodo walked into a room, he always went, h- sort of hugged the wall. Uh, they build a greater... Sense- I should stay over here. <laughs> 
He's a bit of a wallflower. <laughs> they build a greater sense of power and have more opportunities to improve nonverbal communication skills uh, throughout their lives. I'm the one you're looking for. I want this job. The uh, leader of the study said, what we found was that while good-looking people have a greater sense of power yeah. and are better nonverbal communicators, their less attractive peers can level the playing field during the hiring process. By pantsing the good-looking people. No, by adopting a powerful posture. Oh. Okay, and I'll explain in a All moment, right. and it is what yes. it sounds like. So, the researchers conducted two studies that evaluated 300 elevator pitches of participants in a mock job search. In the first study, managers determined the good-looking people to be more hireable because of their more efficient nonverbal presence. In the second study, the researchers asked certain participants to strike, quote, a power pose. Right. And listen to this. By standing with their feet shoulder-width apart, hands on their hips, chest out, and chin up. Yes. During their pitch. Essentially. Right. It's the three the, amigos. No, it's the super. Well, it could be. <laughs> yeah. The Superman pose. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or the Batman pose. Right. What you going to do? Or the three amigos right, right before they do the, <laughs> you know. Uh, but. Can you imagine that standing there with your, you know, chest out, chin up, hands on your, uh, yeah. legs uh, spread apart? I'd be leery of someone who was doing that. But I guess it does kind of expose yourself completely. Meaning, mm-hmm. I am you. you I, I, I'm not afraid. Yes, I, I, sucker. I'm, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I fear no evil. Yes, <laughs> if you I will. shall walk through the valley. Yeah, though I walk through the death. valley of the shadow of death. So, uh, but huh. power posing is not the only solution. Actually, doing some deadlifts. Um, anything that can make you feel more powerful, like do a confident, doing a confidence self-talk, visualizing yourself succeeding. You guys ac- ever self-talk or reflecting on past accomplishments before a social evaluation situation can also help. Do we I, ever? Do we ever self-talk? self-talk? Like you see it in movies yeah. all the yeah. time, where you know they're standing in front of the mirror before I don't know a big date or a big job interview or whatever. I have never done that in my entire wow. life. No, I do that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. Motivation, creative visualization, those things that help yeah, I, encourage you. I've done it. Okay, I've never done it. You do, so you <clears> do that all, not often. Well, but. In, in a situation where I might think I need a little encouragement, uh, yeah, I can I can do it with myself. I'll tell you one thing, Case. Any job I've ever gotten, it's because during the interview I did a cartwheel. <laughs> yeah. I do it like Marky Mark and Boogie Nights where I like I yeah, yeah. do some karate moves and then I <laughs> play with my junk. Right? <laughs> right. Oh, I can't even imagine doing it. No. Like, right? I would be like, wow, you're a loser. You're talking to yourself. <laughs> And you're wow. in front of the mirror so often. I'm <laughs> would it be funny if you're if you're in front of the mirror saying you're a loser? Well, I mean, that's what I would think. I would more likely yeah, say yeah, to yeah, myself. Yeah. Surprised um, this well, hasn't happened by accident with you. I don't, I don't think that I sit there and look in a mirror and, no, and do you that. Say but, it I, to yourself. but I will speak to myself and say, yes. "All right, you got this, man." Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, giving myself a little uh, encouragement. If the animals can find it, the strength, why can't we? Right. But you say it out loud. Uh, it depending. If I'm by myself, I might. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, Okay, so I could see thinking that, but I wouldn't. I don't think I've ever spoken it out loud I to more, myself. I more overthink it. I, a creative visualization in your mind. Oh, all right. Okay. Get, but it's I, I. I maybe occasionally I've spoken out loud. I mean, like I was yesterday. I was hitting golf balls at the driving range, and I was I was saying some stuff out loud. Okay, do this, do that, do that. You know, and just kind of reminding mm-hmm. uh, myself out loud. Now I don't know if that's the same thing as this type of deal or not. Yeah. but you know, sure. I, I do talk to myself, uh, but not in the mirror. I talk to myself as I'm like... On the phone. Not on the phone. Uh, not on the phone. Uh, no, like walking around the house, I might be like, okay, don't forget to, you know, you, right. gotta, you grab your shoes and do, you know. 
And uh, yeah, I don't think a, a confident self-talk necessarily means look in the mirror yeah. and talk to yourself that way. Did I? Uh, did you bring up the mirror part? Or I, I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Then because that's you see that in the movies all the time. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, where you know I'm going to stand like right. Jules does it in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Right. He's standing in front of the mirror. He's like, yeah. okay, you're just going to say thank you for a good time and go you know, home and. Yeah, Julie Jergoff. Yeah, uh, that's all you're gonna do. That's, that's all you're, you're gonna, gonna do, do, man. Yeah, this is a test. It's a test of one's loyalty. <laughs> all right, what else do we have here? I got some other junk items. A doctor has warned people against peeing in the shower, claiming that the habit is dangerous and could weaken their pelvic floor, what? which will in turn lead to leak issues outside of the bathroom. Uh, how? What? Doctor Alicia Jeffrey Thomas, who is a Boston-based pelvic floor therapist took to TikTok to detail the dangerous side effects that can come from peeing while standing under a running stream of water. So it was, you know, I, I always think when something uh, that is really concerning the medical world goes to TikTok first, yeah. you can believe in it. <laughs> According to the 30-year-old, the action of urinating in the shower causes your brain to associate the sound of running water with the urge to go to the bathroom, a seemingly innocent connection that the medical expert insists can cause much more serious issues down the line. So, um... When I had my prostatectomy years ago, they had me do Kegel exercises, you know, to firm up the other, the muscles that are going to help me hold in my urine control because the the, the prostate helps with that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could see that if you're sort of training yourself to hear water and piss, (laughs) that that could be an issue. I don't normally shower before work. I'm, I, I like to shower it in the afternoon or the evening. Uh, I know Preston and Steve, you guys are shower before work. Every guys. morning, yeah. So, but one of the things that I do like about showering before work is that that's it's the chance to wake up, but it's also the place to pee. Yeah. right after you get up, right? You can like kill so much time. You pee, you, you know brush what? your teeth. You let the like, water, I, yeah. I pee the in the water. toilet and then yeah. I go in the shower. Do you? Yeah. I right, don't pee in the shower. I let the water warm up and sort of like and then wash it, wash the the pee down the drain as yeah. I, as it's warming up and I'm in the shower but it's like the first minute and a half or whatever of i mean i'm not peeing for a minute yeah. and a half but i'm i'm waiting yes, you you are. Are. Yeah, yeah. yes you I are am. Good, <laughs> good lord you pee for a long time but mornings where i don't shower i'll you know i'll pee when i get up first thing but when i do shower it's like the way to get going in the shower do you poop in the shower not most mornings. Okay, no, no. Um, that's just gross <laughs> all right so we all uh you know we have a men's room here so we uh, know each other's habits a little bit and so we know that uh, nick will pee for like 17 hours straight <laughs> Uh, have you guys ever been into the bathroom when Connor pees? Mm-mm. I oh. swear to God, he could pee through a brick wall. The the, the pressure, the intensity. It's a hose. Yeah, yeah, it's like a fire hose. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that as well. He's got a lot of pee. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal: if you pee while the water is running, then you're creating an association in your brain. Between the sound of running water and having to pee. With a strong pelvic floor, this could potentially lead to some leak issues when you hear running water outside of the shower. Not to mention people born with female anatomy were not designed to pee standing up. She said, apparently, even with the one leg up in the Captain Morgan pose. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do women pee like that in the shower? If there's something to put your foot up on. Yeah. Because that's that. And that you're right? also doing the power position. Yeah. yeah you're right. So if you were to stand during an elevator interview, Preston, talk do the yourself. power pose and then piss, yeah. you're going to get that job. Well, Kath, you have a step in your shower for, like, uh, shaving your legs and stuff? I do, and it's in the stupidest spot 
ever. Why the builder would have ever put it there? I where don't is know. it? Okay, is it under the where the yes. water flows? That's so the dumb. What is the point of that? Yeah. Why is it not in the back of the shower? God. So the water can run down the crack of your ass while you bend over and <laughs> shave your legs. No, it, what, no. It feels so good. Mm, mommy starfish likes that. Oh, oh, God. Foul, man. No, you can't shave there. You can't put your legs up there to shave because the the water just rinses the shaving cream off. Right. But I don't have to shave anymore. So Do you? All right, let me ask you: Have you ever peed in the shower, Kathy? Um, I will tell you, I for. Ever like into my thirties, I was like pee in the shower. That is yeah. disgusting. I would never do that. But yes, since then <laughs> I have peed in the shower. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, so it says here that uh, so try to pee. It says if you're, yeah, if you're doing the Captain Morgan, uh, she said uh, your pelvic floor isn't going to relax properly, which means that you're not going to be emptying your bladder super well. So try to pee before you ever turn on the shower water. And get the urge to pee while you're there. Uh, try to ignore it. Uh, that's no, yeah. I will pee in the shower my entire life. Would you I'm, ever? I'm not taking this advice. This doesn't you, sound very concrete. No, I, I always pee first and then go in. Uh, but but um, like do I flush? do I do my business um, and then go because I, I figure I yeah. want to do the clean you after I've clean. done the dirty stuff. Yeah. Right, right. And then also sometimes what I'll do is I will take a funnel and run a hose from the shower to the toilet. Okay, mm, why? Yeah. <laughs> well, will no, you? I pee in the shower all the time. I do pee in the shower when I, sometimes, yeah. Right, but if you go before into the toilet and then get into the shower, I won't flush because the shower. I no, no, I won't flush the toilet because that affects the temperature of the water oh, immediately. Yet. And My then no, when no. I get into the water, I have this false sense of oh, this is how warm the water is going to be. Wrong. So, so, so we have we have um, you know a sprinkler system. And it goes on at like four oh two in the morning. Yeah. So if I don't get my shower in, my pre- my pressure, pressure goes. It down. doesn't change the temperature. Mine. The, yeah. we, we have one too. Right, yeah, and, yeah. and it it was it was timed at the same time. Right. right, right, right. I'm like we're changing it. We got to change. <laughs> we're changing it. Right. So I learned recently that uh, all shower heads are um, installed oh, with, or a created with a regulator, yeah. and I have since taken the regulator out of all of my shower heads. And the shower pressure is amazing. Yeah, so, I wasn't aware of this. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to. Is this I'm, so you I'm, don't we, waste too much water. Probably, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I want. <laughs> I want Screw the environment. Yeah. <laughs> Screw our grandchildren. <laughs> it's my water. Uh, my pressure. Know, how do you know your grandchildren aren't going to be a holes? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. From my cold dead genitals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do you do in in the shower besides shower? Like, uh, I will brush I, my I, teeth. Type. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do nothing but... Uh, you don't shave? No, no, don't shave no, or brush my no. teeth. Rochelle brushes her teeth no. in the shower. I'll brush my teeth in the shower. No. Okay. I, I, like, I do like to get it all done and over with. Like, if I can get out of no. the shower, dry off, and go to bed. Because I shower at night. I do bathroom, uh, bathroom, you know, pee-pees and poo-poos. <laughs> and then I move over to the sink and I do my teeth brushing and, and, and shaving. Because if I go on then into the shower... Any residual shaving cream or stuff gets washed off. Yeah, that's good. And so my final step is the shower, then the toweling off, and then I put yeah. on my clothes, if, and then I leave the house, and I get in my car. And, and I then you go the back inside. If I'm going to trim shower. the beard up yeah. uh, with an electric razor with a guard on it, I have to do that before showering. Yeah. Absolutely. If I do not, I'm itching the rest Pubes of the Pubes over the toilet or in the shower? I do pubes over the toilet 
Or <laughs> that's my favorite breakfast at Denny's. Cubes <laughs> with the toilet, it's like moons in my yeah, head. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, Steve, I will take a towel and lay it on the floor. Ah, because that way, uh, that our our powder room is a little bit darker, and right. that way I can just straddle and do this, <laughs> and it all goes on a towel. Right, and then I take the towel and I shake it off into the uh, toilet. Into the toilet, yeah. and then I throw the towel into the dirty. Clothes. You know where a great place for for pubes is uh, for for shaving <laughs> a the Waldorf salad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh. No, uh, the outdoor shower. If you have an outdoor shower, yeah. and, like you, you don't have to worry about any of the res- residual pubes going anywhere. A better than... place is somebody else's outdoor shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, you house. kind of do. It's not really going down a drain, is it? What? The your outdoor, pubes? Your outdoor shower? Well, it depends. Yes. You can, yeah. Mine doesn't have a drain. The one down the shore. Uh, mine is just a concrete slab. But yeah. you yeah, have so a now, drain. now your pubes are like on your side, your Front side, well, you're gonna, grow, you're gonna grow pubes. It'll it's dry still, up and blow away. It's, it's my aunt's house. Watch with all these pubes, Nicholas. I mean, there's like a uh, tumbleweeds of pubic hair. <laughs> wow, uh, I'm gonna back up. Okay, a a topic and go back to the uh, positive reinforcement. Having a chat with yourself. Uh, because we have Chaz, who's a life coach. Yes, uh, who teaches uh, people to you know speak to themselves and, and talk right. talk themselves up a little. So I want to go to him. Hey, Chaz. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. How are you? Uh, we're good, buddy. All right. So you're a life coach. I am. I really didn't want to follow the peeing in the shower tubes <laughs> chat, but here we are. Here we are. Exactly. All right. So, so will you you instruct people to actually look into the mirror and give themselves some positive suggestion? I do. I also create anchors in sessions. You guys were kind enough to uh, put me on the Love You Help Me line the other morning with the hypnotherapy, third eye hypnosis and beyond. Right. So thank you for that. Certainly. So, yeah, several things. First of all, the power poses are huge. Amy Cuddy has a great TED Talk on YouTube about power poses. It actually uh, produces endorphins and other chemicals in the brain Um, for the visualization Visualization is huge, but you guys have to realize you need to replicate the feeling as well. So the best time to do visualization for positive things and making your life work out the way you want is to do it at night as you're laying in bed. So a lot of individuals will lay in bed at night and they'll think about their... You can't say that on the air. Positive man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So handle that stuff earlier in the day. When you go to bed at night and you're laying there and you're, you know, finding your sweet spot, about to drift off, duplicate, visualize what you want in your mind, see it as clearly as possible, but also feel those feelings inside. That's important, is to anchor those feelings to the visualization as you drift off, because this way you're putting that out there into the universe, and you're also programming your subconscious while you sleep. That sounds like that might be hard to do if you're not very confident in yourself, you know what I mean? You ever hear the fake it till you make it? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so to, but, but to, to actually emotionally feel something, you gotta, it's gotta be real, you know what I mean? Yeah, it has to I guess yeah, it takes yeah. some work, though. So, also for the self talk, it's great to say, you know, like Tony Robbins does this. He's been doing it for years. He calls it incantations. Before he goes out on stage for eight hours and musters up all that incredible energy, he's psyching himself up backstage. Right. He's jumping around, he's saying these incantations, he's peeing People in the shower. In the shower, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people often call them affirmations. Yes. I like the idea that I'm doing great. I like the idea that I'm going to nail this interview. That's good. It's very effective. But an affirmation and a question form is even more powerful. So an example would be, why is it so easy 
to lead a healthy lifestyle. Why is it so easy to nail this interview I'm going to do tomorrow? When you do this, the brain on a conscious level set might answer your question a little bit, but on a subconscious level, it gives you multiple reinforcing points to build up and reinforce that. All right. so like a, a basic one would be, you know, for my smokers would be, why is it so easy to be a non-smoker and lead a healthy lifestyle? So the subconscious gives that a lot of reinforcing answers because you're being hypnotized, because you're using affirmations, because you're meditating. Also, binaural beats are huge. Binaural beats is a technology that lowers your brain wave, and you can use them for confidence as well. Huh. Binaural beats. Yeah, right. Binaural beats produces a frequency in your left ear, a similar but separate frequency in your right ear. When they meet in your brain, they create a third unique frequency known as a sine wave. And that sine wave takes you from beta waves that we're all in a normal waking state down into alpha. Alpha would be light hypnosis, light meditation, daydreaming, um, about to fall asleep, laying on a massage table and starting to drift off and you right. drool on yourself a little bit. Right. So when you're in those lower brain waves, the brain can chill out and relax. You don't have all that overload and input stimulation from the day. Right. Um, oh. That's what. So, yes, it's just a powerful state of mind. And with binaural beats, there's different programs where you can not just relax, but there's ones for confidence, motivation, anger relief, pre-exercise workout energy. Uh, there's great ones on the phone, um, you know, through your app store. Interesting. Devices out there. Yeah, it's a great technology. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for the heads up, Chaz. We appreciate it. Thanks, crew. Rock on. All right. See you, man. All right. So binaural beats. Mm, yes. Not familiar with that. Interesting. All right. Well, these are all items that we dig into and find in the junk drawer. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today. I'm sure we'll get back to it again next week. Uh, so get yourself ready for more of that. But we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. And uh, the Bizarre File is up next. So stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is The Age of Truth. The Age of Truth, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, that's Dave ordering a pizza from the Angelo Pizza. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I want to thank those guys for coming by today. We gave all our giveaways away, but uh, they brought a, a gazillion pies with ones that are named like um, the Aunt Rosie, the Charlie Bananas, uh, the Angelo Pizza, the Pauly, the Philly, the St. Anthony's, uh, and the Not Pepperoni Pizza, which, by the way, in the description oh. of it says uh, Sopraceta. Is that how you say it, Sopraceta? Uh, with roasted red peppers because pepperoni is not Italian. It's not? I don't know. That's what uh, they say. They're thin pizzas, which I like. Me too. Uh, and uh, they are scrumptious. Mm. And uh, this is in conjunction with the uh, partnership of the Slice app. And you can order their incredible homemade pies at uh, by downloading the Slice app and then using the promo code PizzaLove for $10 off your first order. Son so of a bitch. Special deal. What? Pepperoni is an American invention. No kidding. That's yeah. right, America, Jack. You know what? So I, I saw, um, it was on Netflix, and, and I think it might be a series of um, uh, innovators in the United States. And I watched an episode that was all about Pizza Hut. 
And apparently, and not to, you know, go against uh, D'Angelo Pizza, which right. is, you know, right. doing it right, but the introduction of pizza to America on a large scale was exclusively Pizza Hut's doing. Hmm. Wow, like the two really? guys, the two guys that started it had kind of stumbled across pizza. It wasn't well known in the country. And yeah, right, you think it'd been around that long much longer. Now places like New York and so on that sure. had a, had a large yes. Italian immigration right, right, in right. Philadelphia right. had had a lot of Italian immigrants, certainly had that, but they pretty much introduced that cuisine to the United States pizza. When? Um probably the nineteen sixties. What? Maybe the fifties? I think maybe it was the late fifties. Like June fifteenth, nineteen fifty eight. Somewhere in and around there. Somewhere yeah. around take an hour. Yeah. It's but pretty I, wild. You you were shocked that pepperoni was American. I would never associate that with Italian. I guess just the name pepperoni makes me think, well, this is got Italian. You generally know it to be on, on pizza. Pizza, right. So, right. Like a I, pineapple I always, is Italian, yeah. because you'll find that on I, pizza. I, well, but I mean, you know, it's one of the most popular toppings, so, um, but I was surprised at kind of how young, uh, nationally, now certainly, you know, the, people had made pizza here before, but, but how it had had been that late of a bloomer no, in America. It, it is certainly um, eye-opening. Uh, there was that series and continues actually on history of uh, the people who fed America. Yeah. And they go through all the fast food chains. And I'm sure they they, they must cover Pizza Hut. I would imagine. As well, yeah. This was exclusively just about wow. Pizza Hut. But was, then Angelo's was, took it and ran yeah. with it. It was really worth watching. And then it goes through, you know, the other competitors when Domino's came yeah. along and how they had to shift and all this other stuff. Because at the time, I remember going to that restaurant was like, it was... It was unique. It was a family eating, yeah. sitting down and ordering a pizza was like an event. It was you, yeah. you went to the restaurant, and you did it. This is before they started delivering them. Well, the, the chain and covering America because you're right. Growing up in, there were always standalone pizza places in New York and on Long Island. It was always part of the deal, sure. you know. Yeah. So the guy that I, I like to go to down the shore in Linwood, he he worked at a pizzeria before he became a pizza uh, pizzeria Man. owner. A pizza. Yeah. Um, he worked, you know, he just was slinging pies and stuff. And so he knew essentially how to make a pizza, but he went to Italy and he toured all over mm-hmm. Italy, just trying different pies because he wanted to have his own, his own flavor, his own, yep. you know, he didn't want to be like a work in. And he did. And he really did. And he, and he, you know, keyed in on, so he's got like two different styles of pies and they're his and his alone. Uh, so thank you to the Angelo Pizza, and and by the way, he has his and his loan, and his last name is Pizza. Yeah, I mean Angelo's honestly, last name is Pizza. That's why it's the Angelo Pizza. What more do you need? Yeah. The guy's name is Pizza. But mm-hmm. Steve, that show that you watch on History Channel in a few decades, they're going to be talking about Philadelphia and Wetzel's Pretzels, and my name is going to be associated. With Wait, is Wetzel's Pretzels Wetzel's Pretzels from here? No, but in twenty years, <laughs> in twenty years, be. people are going to associate Wetzel's and Philadelphia. Absolutely, because of you bringing it because up. Because of me, you sharing no. it. Because me opening from Stranger Things, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up uh, like 50 franchises in and around the oh, series. Yeah, because right. what's well, gonna start with one, and then Diane's gonna find out and make you put them back. <laughs> right, put them back. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, we need to do the bizarre file. So here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. <laughs> All right, so let's start with this one out of Detroit. Uh, a lot happens on the highways in the Motor City. Uh, the latest incident is at another level entirely. A video of a man chained to the top of a car, like standing up and chained to the top of a car. Yeah. Appearing to joyride on the Lodge Freeway caught fire online. Lonnie Webster, a barber in Detroit, saw it happen Monday night. He said, I've been seeing a lot of crazy things, but that one right here, 
That was top five. Yeah, I seen it. He said, uh, there's there's a guy on top of the car, and I'm like, no. And this is on the freeway, so, you know. It's going fast. Yeah, he, yeah. he said that he thought it was a mummy. <laughs> it was no mummy. It was a man in chains and ropes strapped to the top of an Escalade oh SUV. I don't know if I'd automatically assume it was a mummy. <laughs> and they said he was doing, well, I guess, I think it was wrapped in stuff. Oh, so okay, all right. They said he was doing about 85 miles an wow. hour. Uh, Picking a lot of June bugs out of his teeth. He said, I was playing catch-up, and it looked like he was locked in in case he fell off or something like that. The man on the top was ducking and dodging overpasses. He said, uh, Webster said, I saw him duck a couple of times, and then I was praying I didn't get his brains on my windshield. Uh, So they don't know who it was, and uh, they just have video of it, but it looks pretty insane. We're looking at it right now. Dude was standing up and ducking. Yeah. As they go under the overpasses. I don't think I'd do that. No. I like to ride inside the vehicle. A library on Long Island is apologizing for accidentally putting a pornographic comic book in a free giveaway bag to families. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> the Farmingdale Public Library. This is the best library ever. Gave it out Saturday during Free Comic Book Day, an annual national event. Uh, the cover of the comic, Tales of a Grown-Up Nothing, shows a teenage girl skateboarding and makes no allusions to the pornography inside. Whee! The comic features pictures of people in various sexual positions and woman one woman using a sex toy. Oh, yeah. It also features a picture of a man appearing to kill a police officer. Wow. Uh, the A local father said his child looked at the pornographic comic. He said that he was aware of one other child who was also given the comic book as part of the giveaway. Uh, the father made the library aware of the comic book. The library removed the two other questionable titles from the comic books. It received from uh, Diamond Comic Distributors, the company which sponsors Free Comic Book Day. Um, but they said all of their comics uh, feature, or I'm sorry, the co- other comics featured foul language, huh. uh, and they were all thrown out. I mean, to be honest, though, when we were younger, we would go to the library because they had pictures of naked ladies. Uh-huh. Sure. You yeah. Know, you yeah. Sure. The photography ar- ar- books. And- yeah, exactly. Or, or, or art books where you learn how to sketch the human form. Or, of course, the old standard National Geographic. Yeah. Or birthing uh, yeah. books as well. You can right. see bibbies in those. <laughs> uh, the, in the six years the library has participated in Free Comic Book Day, the library never received mature material from Diamond Comic Distributors. But they said they won't be doing Comic Book Day ever again. Okay. Yeah, probably a good idea. An Ontario man will be forced to pay $18,000 in rental fees because the Lamborghini he rented was impounded by police after he was allegedly caught stunt driving, and they have to keep it for uh, as a rule. Yes. So according to the rented Lamborghini, the rented Lamborghini was being tested out by the driver who was caught uh, going 75 and a 35. Drivers in Ontario caught what they call stunt driving in Canada are subject to a 14-day vehicle impoundment. So, so you had to pay for all 14 days while it was impounded. Of the rental. Wow. Yeah. 18 so, grand. Yep. Police say the 28-year-old driver will be on the hook for 18 grand in fees. Stunt driving laws in Ontario became tougher on July 1st, upping the vehicle impoundment period from 7 days to 14 days. What are you doing up there? Are you doing some stunt flying or something? So, in addition, anyone caught driving 20... Uh, miles or more above the speed limit uh, where the maximum is less than 40 will now face stunt driving charges. You both have driven, both you and Casey have driven Lambos, right? Yeah. What'd you think of them? They haul ass. Yeah, yeah. they do. They're, I mean, they, I, they, they almost get a, on the ground. Like, right. your ass is on the asphalt is what it feels like. I didn't really get to open mine up. I was, you know, mainly on uh, residential roads and, right. and streets. I didn't take it on the highway or anything like that, but, uh, you know, from light to light, uh, I was impressed. But... <laughs> 
I was more impressed with uh, how easy it was to handle. I thought it was I was going to be like screeching tires and stuff, and, and right. that wasn't the case for me. If and unless I had flat out fu money, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way I'd ever. There's want just a car no like way. That. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's you feel weird sitting that low, mm-hmm. uh, you know, around. There's nowhere cars. for the kids to sit, right? <laughs> yeah. What also I found weird was anytime I took my foot off of the gas, it was in sport mode, and so when I put my foot onto the brake. It would rev. It'd be like, and I, I was like, and I yeah. thought I accidentally hit the gas pedal. Now it downshifts. Yeah, and and uh, and you'll get that higher RPM. Yeah, wow. that's exactly it. All right, and then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. Uh, man accused of leading officers on a police chase Saturday afternoon in Lake of the Ozarks and stealing multiple cars has been arrested. The pursuit began after officers responded to a shoplifting call at a Coles. Police say a man took off in a vehicle that was later determined to be stolen, leading officers on a chase. Now, police say the driver was involved in a head-on collision on that street. Mm. The suspect left the scene of the crash and eventually went over the first layer of a cliff. Uh, police then took the suspect into custody, handcuffed him behind his back, shackled his ankles. He was placed in the back of a patrol car. And while police were investigating the scene, he was able to put his hands in front of him, break out of the cage between the back seat and front seat of the car, and then he stole the cop what? car. That's pretty amazing. Hands, leg shackles, the whole thing. I think he kind of deserves it. The then. police say the suspect abandoned the vehicle. He then broke into a house and stole a key to a watercraft. The suspect later was found attempting to steal the watercraft when police located him. He then attempted to hide under a dock where he was found and then arrested by an officer, and he faces a variety of pending charges. That's a, that, that is like a magician-level yes. escape act. You are correct. And that is all I have in today's Bizarre File. As we take a break, start thinking about what you've heard on the show today because we're going to get to our lesson question, and we'll also have trash and music news. Those things coming up next. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's Friday morning. The letter of the day will be along shortly uh, to give away our Word of the Week prize. We have that coming up, but something else to give away right now. A uh, pair of tickets to see 311 tomorrow night, BB&T Pavilion. And uh, it is a pavilion show. I know they're calling for rain. Rain! Uh, today. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. And I, uh, for Hellamega tonight, I, I don't think there's rain in the forecast for this evening. I don't think so. I, I, I did an extended look at the hour-by-hour hour breakdown. It is overcast, but it's not raining, at least what I can see. Okay. Just making setup really difficult for them today, I would imagine. Are right? you, you're not hella megging, right? Hell no. I, I was going to. Uh, I had tickets initially, but then I dropped the ball uh, in uh, getting ready for this one. So, uh, but I'm sure Marissa will be there. She'll tell us all about it. Uh, we're going to do the lesson question, and let's give away those 311 tickets. If you can answer this, apparently there's a wallaby on the loose in Delco. Where does he work? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. All right. There's a wallaby on the loose in Delco. Delco. At least there was. Where does he work? 215-263-WMMR. Why are you calling in? We'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. You've got stories. Let's get them. I do. Mama June has split from her deadbeat boyfriend, Gino Doke, saying he wasn't the man she thought he was. Apparently, she thought he was Harry Styles. No. <laughs> not yeah. him. No, not him. Sylvester Stallone has put his eight-bedroom, nine-bath Beverly Hills mansion back on the market for $85 million. Sly had initially listed it last year for $110 million, but says he broke the doorbell. No. So, hey. He took off a little money. Come and finally, Dolly Parton feeling she is getting far too much credit for her contribution to the development of the Moderna COVID vaccine. The ever-humble Dolly says all she did was donate some money and then had a study into genetic versus genomic testing and the administering of targeted agents in profiling, profiling utilized protocols. Yeah. <laughs> That's all she did. Trash. All righty. We'll see if we can find an answer to today's question. Apparently, there was a wallaby on the loose in Delco. And where does he work? 215-263-WNMR. Our number, we will go to Keegan. Hey, Keegan. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, sir. All right, so, Keegan, where does this uh, wallaby in Delco work? Outback. Yeah. Outback! Hold on a moment, Keegan. We got a prize for you. Tickets to see 311 tomorrow night at BB&T Pavilion. And it's Pavilion-only show, like I said, so... No lawn. Some tickets remain at Ticketmaster.com. You go to WMMR.com for more information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I don't give a f***. Brought to you by Henson Honey Shop, located in beautiful downtown Swedesboro, New Jersey. It's a unique boutique that has everything from bath products, handmade candles, stylish, high-quality clothing, accessories, and the greatest soap Casey has ever used. It's actually really good stuff that they have. Yeah. Stop by Hens and Honey Shop for a truly unique shopping experience. It's the soap you have in your outdoor shower. Yeah, right? it's got the mango coconut soap. Mm, he's digging it. Just eat you up. All right. <laughs> I've got just a couple of stories for you. We'll begin with the fact that Nine Inch Nails is the latest rock band to cancel their 2021 tour plans due to the new wave of coronavirus. In a statement posted on the band's social media yesterday, they apologized for any inconvenience or disappointment, writing, it is with great regret that we are canceling all Nine Inch Nails appearances for the remainder of this year. When originally planned, these shows were intended to be a cathartic and celebratory return to live music. However, with each passing day, it's becoming more apparent that we're not at that place yet. This sucks in... in almost immeasurable ways because if you think obviously you got to do what you got to do but you think of the people that just felt that they you know that had been uh, the, the people who work in the venues and all the peripheral jobs yeah, that are like oh we're, we're, we're coming back now only to have it stalled again yep uh nine inch nails schedules include uh several festivals and those two headlining shows in cleveland so get your vaccine and maybe we can get that stuff going on uh nirvana this is the interesting thing i was telling you about earlier this morning edged out the competition to snag the top spot in a new listing of best grunge covers. Okay, so the writers at UltimateGuitar.com rated the top ten grunge covers that beat the originals. And Nirvana, in 1989, did a cover of Shocking Blue's Love Buzz. And that's the number one on their list. I don't know that song. Not familiar. The number two spot was filled by Pearl Jam's take on Neil Young's Rockin' in the Free World. We know that one. That's a standard. They play that all the time. Number three was the Melvins' rendition of their early Kiss favorite, Going Blind. Uh, Coming in at number four was Soundgarden's cover of uh, Devo's Girl You Want. 
with top five rounded out by Smashing Pumpkins version of David Bowie's Space Oddity. Um, so there's a few more. Mad Season did I Don't Want to Be a Soldier by John Lennon. Hole did Gold Dust Woman by Fleetwood Mac. Mud Honey Editions of You by Roxy Music. The Screaming Trees did What Goes On by The Velvet Underground. And Stone Temple Pilots had their cover of Andy Warhol by David Bowie. So, Do you want to hear this love buzz? We we do have it. Uh, sure. Because right. yeah. I don't even... I don't know the original. No. Um, I'm familiar. I've heard of Shocking Blue, but... Uh... That was me. Right? Nick. The, the, uh, oh, it was Nick. Does anyone sing on this song? Uh, yeah, in a few seconds here. Okay. Here we go. Would you believe me when I tell you you're the queen of my heart? Please don't deceive me when I hurt you. Just ain't the way it seems. Right. I kind of like it. That is oh, pretty really? cool. Yeah, I do. All right, uh, and then one last story. Blues Travelers tour bus crashed yesterday morning in Minnesota. Fortunately, the members of the band are safe and said to have sustained minor injuries. Uh, The accident occurred as the band drove to Rochester, Minnesota for a show. No other vehicles were involved, but the band and crew were trapped inside the bus until law enforcement and first responders freed them from the vehicle. Uh, and from in, John Popper shared his own account of the crash on Facebook uh, initially while this was going on, initially writing, bus just crashed. Don't know what's, uh, what's going on, on every, and everything hurts. I think we're stuck on the bus. We're going to get checked out, but we're still trying to get the effing door open more later. So later on, he added in the same thread, got door open, get the F off the bus, ribs hurt. And he described someone known as Mateo as having a dislocated shoulder. And he said everything exploded. Still later, the singer, harmonica player, recounted, rode an ambulance. Uh, they tried putting my neck in a brace, and I got nauseous and dizzy and started fainting. So I'm in the hospital. Wow. Uh, four hours after the initial post, a follow-up message had some good news. Uh, writing, getting tests at the ER. ER, all's looking good. My blood sugar is ridiculously high. Uh, the band and crew are shaken, but they are safe and will perform as scheduled uh, today. Apparently. So they say it took about three hours to remove the harmonica from his ass. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what I have in music news for you. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. Give away our Word of the Week prize. Do not miss it. We will be back in a moment. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Opening up the door for some wonderful things here at MMR. Jackie Bam Bam will be along shortly. I've been doing a phenomenal job filling in for Pierre. I love hanging out in our green room area, which is right outside of both the Preston and Steve studio and the main WMMR studio. And Jackie leaves the door open. And uh, he projects a little bit more than Pierre does. Just a bit. So you can hear his uh, his uh, voice echoing through the down the hallways. Did you hear him play your son's ID yesterday? No, I missed yes, it. Yes, he did. But I love it. He he and uh, 
Jackie and Carter have a have a very cool relationship. Yeah. He hasn't seen him in a while. But anyway, speaking of the devil, hey, the man comes walking in as we speak. How you doing, buddy? How are we doing? Yes. Good. So you play Carter's ID. I yeah. Let me turn this up. Yep. Am I up? Yep. yep. Oh, I'm over here. My bad. <laughs> Wrong headphones. <laughs> Oh and the headphones are now stuck yeah. on the microphone. And okay, I made it. Yep. All right, there you go. Yeah, I think uh, Steve was walking out, and I played your son's ID. I love him. He's the best, man. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So uh, you said sunshine and plenty of sunshine on the way. Happy National Radio Day. Turn that frown upside down. We're going to Kitty City. We're going all over today. Oh. Jackie listens all morning. All long. morning, yes. yes. The best, man. Sleep, like, what's that, that word? It's National Radio Day? It is, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, the sweat set, as Pierre calls it, yep. will uh, throw in some radio tunes today, uh, Hell of Mega Day, big, big day, and yeah. it's a Friday. It is, and that means we need to give away our Word of the Week prize. You ready for the letter? I am ready. Here we Preston go. and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. How about the first letter? Letter A as in airport. All right, that sounds perfect, and we're going to take caller number 8 at 215-263-WMMR and give you a shot. At winning the word of the week prize, so head, uh, go ahead and get through. Is today your last day? Pierre sometimes takes a Monday off. Is he gonna be off on Monday? I think he is, but I haven't. You know, they just tell you when to come in, right? I need to knock it off the rails totally yet, so you never know. I could be back <laughs> Monday. Yeah, it seems to be going very well. People has, are loving it. Has Thank Bill you, been giving you any uh, any tips or criticisms <laughs> with two mouthfuls of pizza out there in the green room? Oh, really? <laughs> yes. What was he? What was he telling you? You need. What to... are you going to play today, Jackie? Follow the log. You know what's going on. <laughs> I spoke with Chuck. I know where you're going. It's radio day. You can play autograph. You can play Elvis, the other Elvis Costello. Yeah, I got you, Bill. No worries. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, well, what else is coming up besides the, the sweat set and the radio songs? Yeah, well, we got the workforce block. Big, big show. Pierce, Good Citizens, Bank Park, Green Day, Weezer. Uh, I'll run down the set times. And, of course, the Golden God, Allison Krause's boy, Robert Plant. And I think we might fly solo. Uh, also, uh, we have another pair of MMRBQ pit tickets, and I uh, would like to mention our next uh, free MMRBQ ticket raid. I'll be in Marlton, New Jersey with the MMRMI tomorrow from 3 to 5, Route 70 at Family and Company Jewelers. Free tickets, as you know, every 15 minutes. So if you don't win these off me today, you can join me tomorrow. And, again, when you hear the Luke Spiller ID, you're listening to Jackie Bam Bam. Wham Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Be caller 25, and uh, we'll give you Struts tickets. Everything that rocks. Was that funny, that. Casey boy? It was great. Okay, give me a little <laughs> laugh over there. Let me hear that giggle. There's the giggle. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to the phones and try to get a winner. We got Bill, who is calling number eight. Hello there, Bill. How you doing? Awesome. Bill, do you know the word of the week? I believe it's hello. Hello, Mega! Yeah. You got it, Bill. Uh, Bill, I want you to hang on real quick. We'll get your information and you, sir, get a $350 gift card for Bob Dodge's Red Sparrow Tattoo and Gallery in Downingtown or visit the all-new Runic Tattoos, and that is in Newtown Square for tattoo ideas. Just visit BobDodgeTattoos.com. He's the best. I uh, want to thank our guests on the show today, Max Hardwood, uh, Lauren Patel, and director Jonathan Butterell. Uh, the movie Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Yes. Uh, it's coming out on September 17th on Amazon Prime. And thank you again to Angelo Pizza. The Angelo Pizza. I mean, the guy's Great name stuff, yeah. is Angelo Pizza. And they brought by a ton of za for us to dive into. And they're located at 229 Market Street in Philly. 
And uh, it's in conjunction with the Slice app. So make sure you sign up for that, get the Slice app, and start ordering your favorite pies. I uh, also want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And by the Renaissance Fair, the Mount Hope Renaissance Fair. Uh, experience Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair at parenfair.com. We're starting to get ready for next week. One of the things that we will have, uh, outstanding actor Mr. Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, great. Love him. be joining us. Yeah. And we'll piece a few things together over the weekend and get a nice batch of shows ready for next week. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Installing brand new carpets shouldn't mean putting your life on hold. Enjoy a simplified installation experience at the Home Depot by licensed local professionals with an unbeatable selection of affordable styles, colors, and fabrics that are durable and low maintenance, including options that are odor and stain resistant. And right now, you can get your carpet installed for free. Get started today at the Home Depot. Free carpet installation on purchases of $4.99 or more. No square foot minimum. Excludes in stock styles. U.S. only. See store for details.